what galaxy are we in? Every room I walk in this house, there's some like weird 26 year old behind a computer just going like editing. Editing what? Uh, you guys all working? Yeah, we work for Bert doing what? This one. How's that one doing? Really big numbers. What the? Every cabinet is full of products? <laughs> what galaxy is this, man? What company sent you all those hats? 100%. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because I always wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it an incredible, fast, and easy way to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. You can shop by price. Like if you want to find a gift that's $25 and under, or you can bump your budget filter up to $100 if she really deserves a good gift. You can also filter by category like fragrance, handbags, and more. Macy's also offers gift lists, like for moms who have everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. Some of the top gifts are Beats headphones, the Studio Pro models, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung Smart TV the frame. Let me tell you something. This makes shopping so much easier. I get panic when I shop. I talked about it with Tom. I only shop for myself. So shopping for other people is really difficult, especially for my mom and Leanne, both mothers. But this is making it a no-brainer. So go to Macy's.com slash gift finder to find the perfect gift for this Mother's Day. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hey guys, brand new episode of Two Bears, One Cave, and I am with fucking talent finally real talent tommy's not here he's working on a move i don't know he's, i don't know. do you think have you ever seen tom act no not a lot of people have <laughs> you know mark Wahlberg hasn't seen him act and he was in a movie with him amazing <laughs> <laughs> tom and i sold a movie tom and i sold a movie <laughs> <laughs> lost all the weight a movie called Fat Astronauts, Amazing. and then we both lost weight, <laughs> and neither of us want to gain weight back. <laughs> Not committed to the project, huh? Dude, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather live and see my kids I get agree. married. Oh fuck! Oh my god! The old world. Jake of Johnson, me. everybody. Jake Johnson. <laughs> Let me. Can I get real quick? Because sometimes I feel like I feel like. New fans may not rec- recognize your face, but don't they go? How do I fucking know that guy? You're in one of my favorite trailers and movies I've ever seen. Let's be cops. That's one of my favorite. You and Damon Wayans. We're gonna try yeah. to call him today on Facetime. Oh, fun! Because I need a I need a black guy to answer a question for me. Great. <laughs> uh, we you were in the New Girl. You made out yeah. with Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I don't think I don't think our fans are huge Zoe fans. I think they are on the surface, yeah. but they probably don't want to hear like gossip stories about Zoe. Yeah, and they probably didn't watch New Girl. You don't think so? No. Well, I think well, it depends how old your fan base is. The younger guys have. Yeah. Guys my age haven't. My whole experience of that show was men on the street needing to tell me that they know me, but they don't like my show. <laughs> and me being like, pretty cool, bro. Like, it was a lot of this. What's up, man? How you doing? You're that guy, huh? Yeah. And I go, yeah, and they go. I don't watch this show with you and that girl and the three guys. And I'll go, don't care. <laughs> Thanks for the announcement. But then a new generation post-pandemic when it hit Netflix. Yeah. Younger guys who are just more open. They're just different. They're oh, all like, they're, they're very different. But you know, they, 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 they like it. There's, it's not even gay to suck dick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> and I got to say, Bert, I think most people are with me. You just tried to gaslight me and take this interview in the weirdest way. Oh, no way, Bert. So we can suck each other's dicks and we're straight. No, do you know that you can be, did you know you can get 
Tom told me this. <laughs> Tom lied know? to you to get I you to sh- suck his dick, bro. <laughs> Dude, you're not gay. Suck my dick. Really? Tom told me. Tom can tell you anything he wants. He's wrong. Sucking he, a dick makes you gay. Told me, he told me <laughs> that he told me that you can be a top yeah. and never be a bottom. You can, yeah, just, you can just fuck dudes in the ass and go yeah. like I'm I just want to fuck dudes in the ass. But yeah. and then I wouldn't even consider that gay really. You wouldn't? No. I mean I hold think, on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, just for the record, if I was if I had to pick, I would definitely want to get fucked in the ass. You would? Oh, 100%. you're so gay. <laughs> That's the gayest thing you've ever said. If I had a choice, I'm fucking. Dude. If hundred percent. If I'm going to Cancun, I'm going scuba diving. I'm not just gonna hang out on the beach. <laughs> and that's when a guy is fucking a guy in the ass is just hanging out the beach, going to stay at the resort. He's not even really traveling technically. So hold on. I'm if, in it. I'm in cenotes. If you're gonna do it. If yes. you're gonna do it. Let's you, have a drink. Yeah. Good, question. Good call. Should we go Mitchner's or you Four pick. Roses? You pick. Hey, congratulations. Thank well, hold on. We're not done with the gay shit. Congratulations. Thank you, my friend. You. We are going to your uh, party tonight for your new movie. Uh, called Self Reliance. Yes, sir. I watched it last night. I, it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. Cheers, man. Cheers. Congratulations. And thank you for coming. This around. and I want and this is important, especially to people listening. This is a movie you wrote, you directed, you starred in, you got the money for, yeah. you sold, and now and I. What is what are you going to do with it? Well, Hulu bought it. Hulu bought it? Yeah. So it's I, I watched a screener. It's not you, out on no, Hulu you yet. You saw a screener. So it comes out on Hulu uh, the 12th, January 12th. Oh, fuck. So we're, yes. at the, yeah, we're at the kind of tail end of it. It's been a whole journey. Yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, so we, we went to South by Southwest last year. Uh, Hulu bought it after. We're really excited. Uh, and I felt like it wasn't finished yet. So I had a really weird experience because it, there was a few scenes. I did some reshoots and some re edits. So you've seen the, the most recent cut. Yeah. But there was some stuff that is not was not in it before. And I felt like it was missing. Because we shot it fast. It was a 17-day shoot. It's really fast. It was fast. We was really indie. It was gunning. And then when I watched it, I wanted that third act to be really dark and really heavy with no laughs at all. Okay, because it got okay, because you but, did that good job on that. But then I added some laughs. So the one you saw, some stuff was added in there to bring levity. Yeah. I had none of that. Because my thought. And I, when I was sitting in the uh, the uh, theater in Austin, first act gets good laughs, people are on board. Second act, when Anna comes, people are like, "Oh, it's she's, a little bit of love story. This it's is fun." Hard not to fucking love her. She's great. She's so it's, talented. She is. She's the reason we got greenlit. I bet. When she she's said so, yes, we had a she's movie. She's so fucking. Yeah, she's lovable. A, she's a movie star. She is. Yeah, she's got she that is. thing, and you see it when you're on set. You're like, I'm grinding around trying to like. I'm like, if we're all in the water, yeah. I'm like a guy who just learned to swim. No matter how long I'm in the water, I'm like ah, choking a little bit and be like, this is a lot of fun. This is a fucking nightmare. Get me out of here. I should be on land. And then other people come and you're like, oh, your body naturally floats. Like you're like water does not. When I get in water, I'm sinking to the bottom. This t- everything is a grind. She's one of those movie stars where you're like, your legs aren't even kicking. You're fucking money in this scene. You just looked at the dialogue. There's she's you and her together. Uh, I, I do not want to ruin the movie, but I do want to let people know, give them a hint, because I watched it knowing nothing, which I kind of think sometimes the is the way to watch a movie. I think it's the best. I think it's like, I didn't know Same. anything about The Karate Kid when I was yeah. a kid. And I, <laughs> Besides, you had a guess on know, that one. Do you know, do you know when about I, the Karate Kid? Do, do you know when I, when I, when I kind of had, a I guess. had an idea? You did know you saw this shit. You go, my guess is it's about this little boy kicking some ass. <laughs> 
I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know anything about Footloose. Agreed. Like, when they, yeah, when we were pulling up, Eric Nuppel goes, I go, so what is this movie? He goes, oh, it's these kids that live in a city where they can't dance. And I started laughing so hard. <laughs> and I was like, really? Yeah, and he yeah, goes, yeah. no, it's for real. They can't dance. It's awesome. And, and then I was, and then when you watch a movie, yeah. you're like, wow. It's so fun when you see, you know, nothing about a movie. Yeah, I you agree. You see it. But I just want to tease it so people pique their interest. Your movie tickles everything in me that I love in movies. And I love a movie. I'm the perfect intelligence demographic to not know what's going on when the director doesn't want you to know what's going on. Amazing. Like, yeah, like yeah. At, 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 at the Sixth Sense, yeah. I was sitting next to this black dude in dreadlocks, and me and him got it at the same time. At the <laughs> yeah. same time, he grabbed me. He's like, oh, shit, he's yeah. dead. Like, he's <laughs> oh, dead. Shit, oh, shit, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, our, both our girls already knew the ending already. They yeah, were like, yeah. when We knew guys? that minute eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're yeah. we're waiting. Like, we didn't get it when he, like, backs up against the – thing and like yeah. looks at his stomach yeah, and sees yeah. the blood and still we didn't get yeah, it we're like oh his, I'm, his I'm wound reopened we did let's be cops we had a screening for that in uh vegas and there was it was like a real drunken theater. it was a ufc event kind of combined with the screening so it was a real wild group and there was a black guy sitting right behind damon and i who yeah. just decided to narrate the movie and at the beginning it was annoying you thought like motherfucker like we did all this work shut the fuck up it turned because I realized he's the perfect audience member. Yeah. Something would happen and he'll go like, the little white guy's getting confident, but he shouldn't yet. And I'd be like, <laughs> you're right. And then something, and I was like, oh, we made this movie for him. And yeah. then he'll go like, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. It's getting scary. <laughs> and, and Damon and I looked at each other midway through and we're like, this is it. That's the why it. is that not a mystery science three thousand where they just have black people watching movies? <laughs> I would love that would be the yes. fucking greatest show. Yes, it would be the I would best. I will tell you right now. I'm a, why don't I have a movie? Why don't I do it? Let's do that. Can we set that up? I want to get two black comics I know. Amazing. I want I kinda want Miss Pat to be one of them. Yeah. Who have never seen the machine, and I want to watch it. We're Fuck. gonna do a Mystery Science Three Thousand <laughs> of a commentary where you can watch along with that. That's a fucking yeah, brilliant yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to market a movie, too. It really too. is. Holy shit. It's fun. <laughs> the, uh, Unless they don't like it. Because they have to be honest. So no, the, the catch has to be, they are not, because this guy in the back at oh. times, in certain moments, he'd be like, he'd be like, that wasn't like, come on, man, I don't buy that shit. And we'd be like, that was a soft moment. Because if the two comics are kissing ass, yeah. once you read that, and they're just liking it, you need the moment where they as the audience go like, that wasn't it. Type in black people who don't like me. <laughs> How's that demo? I don't think I, I don't, I'm, I have a good crossover, but I don't like, uh, I'm, I'm very cognizant. I shouldn't even say this out loud. I'm very cognizant. I'm not trying to cross over. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in a place. I'm, I don't want to be in a place. I don't, 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 don't type it. Get it out of there. Get out of there. Go again. What does it say? It's black like, people who don't like black Bert? people who don't like Bert. That's really? a bad fucking way to thing to Google. Anyway. That doesn't feel great. Yeah, well. But you but well then let's get into this subject. You worked with the dude from Get Out. Which one? The guy, the black dude. Daniel? Daniel? Well, we were in Spider-Verse together. Spider-Verse. Yes. Okay. Here's my question. Yeah. Do you does he's British, right? Yeah. Is it weird when you work with a black dude who's British and then does a white dude, a white a, a black American dude accent? What? Okay. So that guy's British. So yes. he, he, he comes so up he, and he's like, so we he's like we hello, just did like Jake. A, yes, kind of. It's good to meet you, Jake. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. This should be a fun project. Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? All right, Jake. Real quick, I want to get ready for this role. Yeah. So 
when a black man speaks in your country, they say birthday, huh? With an F, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And then you're like, well, hey, man. So but, the, but he's black, so he can yes. do whatever. And then you go, but it, it's kind of borderlining on racist a little bit. So the exchange you're pitching yeah. never happened. <laughs> it is the equivalent of Tom telling you sucking a dick keeps you straight. It's not real life. No, no, no. He, it's hold that on. Fucking a dude in the ass, I don't think is that gay. Really? I don't think it's that gay. So hold on. If you went off and, if you went off and fucked ten guys in the ass. That's gay. Like ten, fucking ten guys in the ass is gay. How about ten guys in a summer? But if you come out as gay and you go, I only fuck dudes in the ass, that's not that gay. But but not that you're not the gayest, but it is gay, right? It, it, uh or no. I don't know. I think it's gayer to get fucked in the ass. So when I was a kid, my uncle Eddie came lived with us because he was having legal problems. I and, fucking already love Eddie. Yeah, and loved, I mean, major character. He, I love Eddie. Eddie was the best. He hung neon signs. I dropped out of school, hung neon signs with him. Uh, we used to have to run from the shop owners because the work was so shitty. Uh, everything was always a hustle and a con. <laughs> and he was telling me a story that he was bragging about. And he was talking about he was once getting his dick sucked by this long-haired hippie. And then he felt whiskers hit his nuts and he moved the person's head and realized it was a guy with long hair. And at 15, I said, so what did you do? And he said, I said, finish what you started. <laughs> that story to me is not the story of like a cool straight guy getting a blowjob. That was a story to me of like, okay, cool. <laughs> I respect you. But you knowingly got a blowjob from a man, and especially in 1994, whenever that story happened. Yeah. Like, in 1994, that was definitely gay. And in 2023, it's definitely it's gay. In 2024, it's gay. It's definitely gay, too. It's gay. It's gay, too. It's gay. But, you know, like, there are dudes that, like, but I, how about this? Yes. Okay, this is maybe what I'm trying to get at. Okay. This is it. Oh, I want to tell. Hey, would someone get me Zins? Um, what Zins? Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. It's nicotine. Oh, nicotine. Um, so, I, this is what I was trying to get at. This is the brilliant thought I had. When we were kids, yeah. sucking a dude's dick was frowned upon. Yes. As a dude, now there's less of a frown. Agreed. So there's so like if you, I, if I, you want to suck a dick, suck a dick. Yeah. No, but even like even like I, I've dealt with it. A lot of my daughters' uh, dude friends are gay. And there's guys that I, I honestly would not, like, I did not clock that. Interesting, yes. I know what you're a saying. A lot. Yeah, and yeah, I, I believe that. Like, well, there was a buddy that, of hers who just came out. and um, You didn't see it at all, yeah. I, I didn't see it so much. I told him he wasn't. <laughs> and he said, like, like I am, man. man. And, and you're like, like, nah. And I was like, I think it's, a, I think it's the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the head of Disney's going to cancel your podcast. <laughs> That guy's in the fucking hot seat. Talk about talk about watching the fucking Capitol crumble. That poor guy. Fucking shout out to Pat McAfee for calling out the head of fucking ESPN. That yeah. fucking poor guy is. He's probably got to be our age. He's got to yes. be fifty two, yeah, yeah. and he just. And you know, can I tell you, I'm such a coward. There's times when that happened to me at networks, and I just shut my fucking mouth. Yeah, of course. I still would, Bert. I still do. I still do. <laughs> My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, 
How have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears 45 dollars upfront payment required equivalent to 15 dollars per month new customers on first three months plan only speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Well, it's hard because we're in a really wild era. It's the old world and the new world are coming together. But it's still, I mean, my movie's with Hulu. That's where the movie's sold. I would love to get to a spot where you can make an indie movie, sell, we were talking about this before, yeah. sell it directly to the audience and then sell to these streamers as a second run. But I don't know if we're there. Well, here's the question. I think we're there. I think it's got to be people like you. This, this is the, the, I was saying this to you walking up here. The missing uh, ingredient is you. I was saying this to you walking up. And it's like, even with me and my movie, I think that would have been an interesting thing to sell it to the fans. I think ultimately we did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we well, got Didn't you guys go crazy at Netflix? Well, yeah, Netflix. I, you know, it's, uh, I, I bite my tongue sometimes, but like we had an opportunity to go into theaters yes. or just go to Netflix. And then, and then at the last minute, we, uh, last minute we had an opportunity to do both. Huh. And, but, I, but at the very beginning, I said, I want to be in theaters. Yeah. I can't, I'd be, I didn't, yeah, 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 I didn't, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 listen, in hindsight, I should have just gone to Netflix. Right. It would have been, it would have crushed and, and it would have been great for yes. all the brand, all the podcast or all the specials. But uh, perfect. Thank you. But, but I, know I just, it's like there's, there's a thing about. came up with an idea. Yeah, there's a thing about seeing it in movie theaters. Now, yes. having said that, I look at your movie and even my movie and I go, my, my, I really thought my movie was good, but it would have been great if you had starred in it. Like, and I just know that because you don't, there's at no point do I watch you act where I'm not enmeshed in the fucking story. Like you're a really great actor Thanks, and you're a really great actor in doing very nothing. Like, in that's the when you're the best is like when you're just talking very casually to Anna, and the two of you are talking. I don't want to ruin any part of the movie. You're talking to that one dude, and the two of you are going back and forth with opposing opinions. It's so funny and so light. And even you, you don't, you don't push jokes. Like your jokes come naturally. You can tell when comics 
push a joke. And and there's one scene I kept thinking about in my movie where I said, I wish you had said it. I really uh, do. Interesting. I, I, yeah. You know what's funny about that being opposite is because I came up doing improv and sketch. Yeah. And now I feel like when I was coming up, that was winning. You know, the Bill Murrays did it. The Chris Farleys did it. The Belushis did it. And then I felt like stand-ups were over here and improv and sketch was over here. And now yeah. I feel like there's been a big shift. And stand-up is king. And improv theaters are fading. And to do stand-up is kind of everything. And I feel like it's such an interesting spot when you get towards like comedic acting. Because certain stand-ups, you got your Eddie Murphys. Yeah. Those motherfuckers know how to hit a joke in a way that I don't. So certain stand-ups will go on a run and you'll see them as an actor and you'll be like, oh, fucking perfect. Because you... your job is in front of people, like your life. You're going, because I'll check you out on Instagram after we did our thing and then, you know, worked out together. I was like, Albert's a fucking great guy. So I've been keeping track. You're the first person I've ever done that with. Where I said I was going to do something, I followed through. I don't do that. <laughs> Is normally. that true? Yeah, I don't do that. Amazing. I don't do that. But I was, I felt very comfortable with you. Yeah, and you like, too. It was I, fun. I was like, and we texted, and I said, "Hey, man, I'm working out." And we randomly, you knew my trainer. Yeah. And I said, "Yo, come and surprise her." And then we had a great it was fucking a great workout. Work. It was fun. I've been on the. I've been and literally, I said to myself yesterday. I was like, I haven't worked out with him in a while. She hit him up to come work out with us. And I'm, I said to Nomi, oh, come, yeah, so you should got to come again. I'm in, I'm in. I'm, but, oh, but, I leave from Mexico tomorrow. But your life, man, which I've now, because I never aspired to be a stand-up. I didn't understand it. Now seeing it, I'll get clips of you. You're in front of 20,000 people multiple times a week hitting jokes. I'm like, that from somebody who comes from my world, that is insane. Yeah. So your skill set when you get to a set that must feel tiny to you. No, the difference is, and I don't want to. I don't want to tell you the line I wish you had said, but you said a similar line in your movie. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's uh, and uh, and I watched you say it, and I went. So what you have? And by the way, you directed it, so I don't know who gave you notes. But when you tell me say this line, I'm going to give it to you the way I think you sh it should be said. Right. And they go, give me a different energy. I'm going to give you a pretty much the same variation of what I just said. <laughs> like, I can say yeah, it with yeah. a little bit of a Scottish accent maybe, but <laughs> that's about it. But you have such an ability to, and to, and to take pivotal, you know, it's like the thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger is he never knew that I'll be back was going to be the line, Amazing. and that's why it stuck. That's why you're hundred percent because he didn't put any energy into it. Yes, he just, like if you told him this is our catchphrase, he would yeah, you're, he would have sold it in a huge way. Yeah, you're and, right. I, and I think I did that, but uh, but you, in your moments, you're uh, you you're yeah. very, you're very good at being small, yeah. but making that small moment very large. But that's the key when we talk about the media tr changing. And I look at someone like Theo Vaughn. Do you know Theo Vaughn? Killer. I love Theo. Me too. We Theo. tried to cast him in an animated show. Uh, we did a Good show called. Luck. Well, we this was years ago. It was called Theo. Man, Theo, I, there's so much you can share about Theo. There's so much you can share about Theo that you that I cho I, I, I choose sometimes not to, right. only be only out of respect for like I don't want to be in a clip about Theo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like all I will say is, he hears a drum no one else hears. <laughs> And he does his own yeah. thing, and he has done things that he has done things that if I told you right now, not not nothing bad, nothing yeah, bad, yeah, yeah, no, but just just being a real artist, yeah. where he doesn't feel it, yeah. and he does his own thing, where you'd go, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? But he was one of the guys who blew my mind. You, when I came here, and we did uh, something's burning, that we sat in the back and had a bunch of drinks, and yeah. you like broke down the structure. Oh, yeah. uh, Dak Shepard 
hanging out with Dak him. Shepard's fucking fascinating. He's an awesome guy, dude. Uh, really he's fun. Someone talk. I, we try. I trashed him on two bears one time. I didn't trash him, okay, yeah. but we busted balls. Yeah. I and don't think he's a sensitive guy. It doesn't. He didn't seem. I saw. I watched him pull a pin out of his wrist. Yeah, he's. And by the way, and by the way, the, I'll tell you this. This is all you need to know about Dak Shepard. He married Kristen Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen Bell's yeah. a fucking gangster. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a, all of it. She's an animal. She's got all of it, she's and an she animal. seems to be a pretty legit fucking mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got, and like, and he and he's a killer man. But you three, so Theo, years ago, we were doing this anime show with Gareth Reynolds. Yeah, uh, he was uh, one of the EPs on it. Uh, ben Hoffman. Uh, Wait, what was the show? Hoops. Hoops. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, so yeah. that that was so I was the lead voice on that. Ben Hoffman. It's his show. Wheeler Walker. Yeah. Uh, Gareth. I don't, think, I don't think anyone knows that. What's that? They, oh yeah, interesting. Yeah. Ne- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. <laughs> He's a musician and a comedy writer, uh, and an old friend and like an awesome guy. <laughs> Sorry, cut that out. <laughs> hey. It's up to you guys editing in the studio. Cut it out or leave it in. Whatever. Yeah, I think it's fucking yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the most. Whatever it is. It's, the it's best crazy. It's wild. It's fucking crazy. It's bananas. It's bananas. It's so crazy. So crazy. And so committed and so deep that you're like, look, and I also know. Someone, okay, someone send this clip to, to Ben so we can. Someone's clipped yeah, yeah, so to, to, see, if he, yeah, yeah, to see if he doesn't want it in because we won't put it in. I think that's right. This is how great it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is how great it is. I, w- I wish, I, I, and I don't wish he died in a plane crash so we could just share this information, <laughs> but I kind of do. Yeah, agree. Because yes. it's so fascinating. Well, eventually it's going to, what I don't understand is, well, anyhow, we'll f- see if he'll even put it in. Yeah, but yeah. But we auditioned, so the part, I play an abusive coach from Kentucky. It was a Ben's inspiration kind of whatever. Uh, we were looking to find the seven-foot kid who was going to be like the prodigy that my guy saw like, I see the world in you, kid. And my guy's trying to get out of this fucking high school and get to the pros. There's a seven-footer at the school. The seven-footer just doesn't have the brain for competition. He's just a weirdo. We auditioned a bunch of people. Do you know that Uh, fucking Bert stopped interrupting me? Interrupt, interrupt. Did you know that the majority of seven-footers don't because they've been famous? Since they were like in fifth yeah. grade, they've been famous. They're the tallest guy, and everyone goes up to him. It causes a lot of social anxiety yeah. with them. We had a dude that was the biggest guy at our school, and immediately you just assume he's comfortable with interaction yeah. because he's the biggest guy. Yeah. And he was a very quiet, soft soul. I think he's selling. I think he's like working in computers. Here's now. the other side. You know, in the movie, the seven foot guy and the Michael Jackson thing who attacks me. Yes. That's Boban Marjovanic. He's. Uh, did I say it wrong? No, no, you're right. Oh. Um, Wait, who the fuck? What are you, a big Serb? <laughs> I just offended the Serbian community. Okay, okay. What's he's in the NBA. Yeah, he's in the NBA. He's seven foot four. I wrote the part with him in mind. You know, I'd seen him. I DM'd him to do it. He came on board. He was the opposite. He just did our podcast. This guy. Yeah, I know that guy. He just I thought actually it was him. he came on the podcast too. Um, he's actually the opposite of that. What he does because he's so big. I mean, seven four is real, and when you're around it. <laughs> It's otherworldly. It feels like you ate mushrooms. Yeah. Because you just go like, you're like me, but you ain't like me. Yeah. His is the opposite. He says hi to everybody. He makes everybody comfortable. So everybody gets at ease. And I was like, oh, you got that magic gift of you walk into a space and he just goes like, hi, 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 warmth, warmth, warmth. And it works for him. I would love to be 7'4". Do you know how big my personality would be if I was 7'4"? Yeah, you know how hard it would be to fly? I would have so much money if I was 7'4". Yeah. I, I, so I don't know. Fucking money. A seven foot four stand up. I'd spend my day at carnivals hitting the fucking hammer yeah, on yeah, the yeah. thing. Ding. 
yeah, all day long. I guarantee you're making more money what you're doing. <laughs> so you're right, Bert. You could get nine funnel cakes and like two hundred bucks a day. I guarantee you got a better. You got the a better funnel game. cakes at uh, at Knott's Berry Farm yeah. are the best funnel cakes I've ever had in my life. I bet you can get them. You I, can inter- have them I interrupted you. I interrupted so, Theo you. Theo Vaughn. So we're auditioning people for this part of Maddie. Theo comes in. I swear to God, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I didn't know Theo at the time. Oh. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't know him as a stand-up. I didn't. I wasn't into the podcast world yet. And if you're not into it, you don't really listen. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I just see this dude walk in, nowhere near the script. I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna try to get these. He just starts improvising. He finished. We all. He walked out. He was like, "That's got to be the guy." We went to the studio, the network. We're like, "No choice. It has to be him." We were texting him. He was like, yeah, I guess I'm interested. It's fine. I auditioned for it. He got his offer from 20th Century. They do a standard rate. Everybody gets the same rate. I've done shows. There's no negotiation. That rate is not good. But you do it because you're on 20th Century. You might get on. I don't know. Yeah. You just say yes. He goes, no, 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 no. I can't leave my living room for that. And he's like, I don't like to drive. And then as it was going back and forth, I was sure it was a negotiation move. Oh, no. He was done. Oh, no. Never engaged again. And I was like, how? And then uh, Ben goes, he's got a killer podcast. And I was like, no, no. You you do this whole game oh, yeah. to do film and TV. And that was the beginning of, no, other people are playing a different game than I've been playing since like 97. And then here at your house, I was like, remember I kept thinking this was your family home? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it was a fake kitchen. <laughs> you know how many times I've talked about that fake kitchen? <laughs> you have a fake kitchen. <laughs> And I was like, what galaxy are we in? Every room I walk in this house, there's some like weird 26-year-old behind a computer just going like, editing. Editing what? Uh, you guys all working? Yeah, we work for Bert doing what? This one. How's that one doing? Really big numbers. What the? Every cabinet is full of products? <laughs> what galaxy is this, man? What company sent you all those hats? I know one did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Shout out to Lock Hatter <laughs> <laughs> out of England. You guys are awesome. Thank See you, you at Winston Churchill Day. <laughs> the, the, Amazing. It's- Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep. We've teamed up with my friends and bar mates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600 mile per hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Uh, Tom was one that introduced me to introduced <laughs> me to the fact that the business had changed yeah. over the pandemic. I have never uh I've never been I've never tracked my money. I've yes. ne- I've, meaning what? Meaning I'm I know what I know what I made when I started headlining and but this is how little I am with how bad I am with money. The first TV show I got was five thousand dollars an episode, which is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Still to in this day, in, to this day, five thousand <coughs> is my threshold of where I know you're good. Yeah. If you make five thousand dollars a week, you're fucking yeah, good. Yeah, agreed. Funny. Uh, when I found out I was making five thousand dollars an episode, and I was it was a weekly show. Or it was five thousand dollars a week. Okay. Five thousand dollars a week. We did four shows a week, so technically, when you break it down, it wasn't the greatest money, no. but it was still a lot of yeah. money for me. I looked at my buddy Eddie Fernandez, and we were on Franklin. And I looked at him and I said, "I'm a fucking millionaire." I didn't do the math. <laughs> I thought I was a millionaire. And so, uh, but five thousand. When I went to Travel Amazing. Channel, when I went to Travel Channel, I said, "Anything over five thousand. Yeah. And they're like, "You never get, you never get that an episode." That was then. then that was an episode. It was yeah, still yeah. three days yeah. of work. But was this the birth the conquerors? Birth the conqueror, yeah, 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 and they gave me seven thousand an episode, and I was like, oh, "I no, made it. Yeah, I yeah. made it." And so that's the <clears> last time I remember making money in my head because yeah. i go anything above seven thousand we're good yeah, we can pay yeah, for yeah, our rent yeah, yeah, yeah. we can pay for everything the other day i was taking a piss and i went i literally said to myself in a panic like what happens if I, like if everything goes away what happens yeah, yeah. do i have enough money and i did, i literally didn't know the yeah, answer yeah. i just i but i don't follow money like that i know i make good money on the road yeah and i know that i know that i feel like i can i can last right for a while and maybe i can make it to retirement but like i don't pay attention to money that way tom said to me when we were doing when we first started two bears and we started getting ad sales on two bears during the pandemic uh i guess i can burn it to the ground like pat mcafee yeah travel channel came to us i used to be a travel channel and they were like yo yeah. we'd like to hire you and tom to do a tv show for us and i was like that's why yeah. you do the podcast 100 percent right that was that's the model why you do the fucking podcast and i went to tom and he was like cool let's do it so they came back with their offer and tom said to me we make that what they want to offer both of us we make that. And I and I went, what? And he goes, for like yeah, yeah, yeah. a read. <laughs> and by the way, they weren't shocking. offering a ton of fucking money know, at the time. It was during shocking, the pandemic. Dude. And I went, huh? Yeah. And he goes, for one minute of, minute of me and you reading an ad. We get that. We get that. But so, they're going to give notes and be in control. And yes. they're going to decide if we do more. And then. Shocking. And then at that time, we had offers from a p- bunch of different people to buy Something's Burning. Because Something's yeah, Burning yeah. was at a different company for a while. And, but I owned it, and so uh, I, it was complicated, but I owned it, and so I could make the decisions of what happened with the show, and they came to me, and I, I remember hearing the money and thinking of what Tom said, and yeah. I said, I, I'll do it, 
but I want no notes. Huh. And they were like, okay, I go, it's, it's what we shoot, you'll get that. I'll yeah, just yeah, shoot yeah. that and I'll give it to you. And we'll give you the edit and you can air it. And they came back and they said, that's awesome, we'd love it, but we'd love the little man on the street stuff. And I went, no, I said no notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I remember the producer that I was talking to that was helping me sell this project said to me, um, I've never, you, you can't say no notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'm in a position where I can say no I notes. I can see, yeah, that's right. And I, and I, but it, it was the old paradigm. And now things have shifted. And you, I, I keep going back to Pat McAfee. And I go, I mean, I, not to, not to like, I, I hate talking about my friends yeah. too much on podcasts because I, I feel like they get clipped out badly, yeah, yeah, yeah. poorly. But Tom and I remember Pat McAfee when he was just a punter with a podcast. Yeah, totally. And I remember thinking, how much, how much of this punting salary is he going to run through on trying this podcast shit? Because his podcast was good. It was good. But I was like, I, I'm, but I was in that old paradigm, a yeah, travel yeah, channel. Yeah. I think I was a travel channel at the time. Yeah. And then I watched him turn into what he is. And it's like, oh, you just got to believe in yourself. I say that to anyone listening. And I know Tom's had some thoughts about money and what uh, to our fans. But yeah. the truth is, finding the thing you fucking love and believing in yourself. Yeah. You did that with this movie. You believed in yourself. You got the money. You wrote the movie. You made the movie. You starred in the movie. You called in friends to do favors for you. And they did them. And the movie's fucking phenomenal. And that's the new paradigm. That is the new paradigm. That's interesting, and yeah. It, it is because... But here's what's trippy, Bert. So here's, here's where the whole world for me... I'm going to have another drink. Yeah. I haven't had a buzz in 15 days. It's nice. It Why feels not? so oh. I am changing my lifestyle, longevity. I'm trying I'm drinking tonight <laughs> at your party. I'm drinking tonight yeah, at your party. Yeah, Gareth is going to be there too. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Oh, I got to set it uh, 7.15 at the improv, and then I'm going over out to your oh, party. Oh, fun, good. You're going to be jacked up. Ooh, I'm going to be jacked up. I only have one joke that I'm telling tonight uh, that's new. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have one joke that I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I, I, I think this is funny. I texted. I think it's funny because Tom texted it back to me. I, uh, this guy uh, DM'd me. He's like, hey, you're going to be in Stockton. I would like to bring the Diaz brothers and a couple of MMA guys and a bunch of people. Cool. And, oh, yeah, I'm taking a shit in, in, in yeah, Park man. City. And I just write, I voice text, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I hit send and it voice text changed that too. <laughs> I'm so fucking lonely. <laughs> I think I wrote like, cool. So yay or nay on the uh, Diaz brothers. I'm so fucking lonely. You That's know my only what joke. I will say? I'm a, a UFC guy from back in the day, uh, and I faded a little bit. And I got into it because of the Diaz brothers. When those guys now, when Nick, I would argue. Yeah. God damn it, Bert! Stop when, fucking interrupting. It's all right. Do you? I would argue that. I would argue that the Diaz brothers are gangsters, right? Yes, they're real fighters. They're fucking gangsters. But There's here's the, so but much here, here's that goes into that yeah. magic sauce. Yeah, but here's them. the difference. Nowadays, you have all athletes. Everybody looks like GSP. Yeah. Everybody's got the certain body, and everybody does everything. The reason that uh, Nick Diaz was Nick Diaz, he showed up in jeans. Yeah. And I remember watching fights where you would have like, it used to be back in the day, you'd be like, and we would all get together and we would gamble on it. And if I was running the gambling, you'd go like, all right, the fat guy who seems to punch versus the jujitsu guy. Yeah. When a Diaz brother came up, you were like, well, it's going to be them. It's going to be like Jake Shield. It's going to be that guy Burns. 
and they might literally walk into the ring in acid wash jeans and a t-shirt and then fight. Nowadays, it is such a sport. ESPN is all over it. Reebok on it. Everybody's got their sponsors. Everybody's playing the game. You see how it got corporate. You see how it got big. But I'm like, where's Roy Nelson? Where are the big fat bellies? But if he catches you, and that is, you know, that is the thing that I will say with everything that I miss. And as the world keeps changing, yeah. I'm like, there was really something to you would have somebody where you're like, that's a professional martial artist. But that motherfucker is fighting this tough dude from Stockton who grew up with his brother as badasses, trained jujitsu, but they have now worked themselves in a frenzy. They hate you. My favorite Diaz clip. And by the way, I have a bunch. I have a fucking bunch. My favorite Diaz clip, uh, it's a Nate Diaz clip. They asked him if he ever got bullied growing up. Dude, this could, I, I could cry telling you this. And he said, nah, I had a big brother. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. I've never hated my sisters more. <laughs> they did nothing for me. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Did, they gave me a sense of humor, but like yeah. those fucking. So I got, I got twin girls. And, yeah, not uh, conjoined. Not conjoined. That was still one of my all-time <laughs> favorites. Uh, but uh, one of them came home. The other one was home from school. And she said, a girl in the group said, uh, it's better when blank isn't here, talking a little shit about her sister. And my other daughter went, no, we don't do that. Don't talk about it. And stood up and walked away and a couple of friends went with. It was the proudest I've ever been as a parent of like, you're just setting the standard. And I feel that way with friends and my team. It's like, you've got a squad, you've got a group. Yeah. You can't let people fucking piss on it. So when you go back to like the Diaz brothers, what's so fun about them is they got a group in Stockton and you ain't in it. Yep. You're not part of it. If you are one of those celebrities, if you can like hang with, let's say they'll know you. So you're with them. Yeah. You might walk with them. You're not with them. No. They're going to be nice to you. They're going to make sure you don't they get They may, beat. but, but, they might. but, but, if but he, every if now he, and then you're going to get side eyes yeah. to them when they go, what yeah, did yeah, you yeah. just say? Exactly right. And then yeah. you're going to go, nothing, nothing. <laughs> that shit which used to be more of UFC yeah. when it was, remember when it first started in our generation, you used to watch on VHSs and you would have like a 300 pounder like murdering some guy. Yeah. And it used to be that and Faces of Death. <laughs> remember when those were linked rather than UFC and fucking Pickleball were linked yeah. on ESPN? It used to be UFC and Faces of Literal Death. <laughs> I'm going to rope in this alligator. You should be. Oh, oh, God, no, no. Nowadays you have UFC and then you're like, keep watching fucking cornholes coming on. And these fucking goobers are taking that shit seriously. Do you know Pickleball's killed more people than any sport in the world? That's not true. Bert. You're making stuff up. <laughs> You just lie with sincerity. No, but I only know I know two people that <laughs> Tom died told after you. Tom told you. you know two Matthew Perry and yeah, and then this guy I was snowboarding with. <laughs> he was like, I had a massive heart attack after pickleball, and I was like, fuck pickleball, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah, pickleball's fun. Have you Pickle played? Or I, I was. I, this Ooh, Bert, this could be me. our way of working out. This dude, do not get Leanne started on pickleball. You know, she bought this house so that she could build a pickleball court in it. Really? She wanted to build a pickleball court where we park my bus now because uh, she wants a pickleball it's court. It's fun. It's so Great cardio. Fun. It's great cardio. Here's the problem. It's deceptive to older people. Because it fucks up your knees? No, no, because they think they're they're getting a good workout, but they should not be working out. And so that's why they have heart attacks. Did you know Matthew Perry super glued his hands to his knees to stop doing drugs? No, but I do know. I did a press event with him years ago. Really? We did some, like, uh, Hollywood Reporter roundtable. And, you know, it's Matt Perry, so... Yeah. 
you know, God bless the guy, but I, I'm a fan. And so, uh, you know, yeah. remember in that era coming up when he was on Friends and then he was doing movies with Farley too and Bruce Willis, I'm like, cool, man. And so everyone was around and I'm like, I kind of want to chat with him a little bit. And he was crushing Red Bulls. Really? And I go, and I'm an addict, so I get addicted to everything. So yeah. an addict sees an addict. You see it really quick. The way you were freaking out about those mints. Can Pete get those mints? Yeah, so anyway, the movie. Can Pete get those mints? Yeah, so the movie, you're like, you. it's like nonstop. Speaking of time, good time to switch out for a new one. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> and so I said, like, you're crushing these Red Bulls, my man. And he goes, it's my thing. He goes, you have no idea how many I drink. He goes, I have a vending machine at home stocked with fucking Red Bull. And that's when I was like, Oh, this dude goes hard. He goes after it. He goes after, and I was like, he would be a fun hang. The key, the key is, there's, there's, this is. Did you read his book? No. I listened to his book on tape. In the when I was not drinking for like, I didn't drink for like three months. Yeah. And I listened to his book. He, uh, he says it. It's all. It, I, I, I'm, I've said to everyone, it's the thing you should listen to. It's really moving, especially. That Paris. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's very open and honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he? His... Who did he kill? Keanu Reeves. Remember he? Did, I remember something where he did some statement where he was like making fun of some actor and everyone got mad at him. Oh, I don't. Is know. that not true? It was Keanu Reeves. What? Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They took it out of what? He oh, might for real? He, yeah, he said something for like no reason where he said like he doesn't like Keanu Reeves. I kind of like that though. Yeah. That's what Cat Williams did. Cat Williams. Holy cow! Is that dude funny? Dude. He burned all the boats. Yeah. He burned all the boats and stood on the shore, <laughs> five care. foot five, going, I'm bigger when you see me in person. Yeah, 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 and yeah. let me tell you something. I bet he is. Yes. Yeah, I agree. bet he I fucking agree. is. He's a murderer. Dude. He, dude. He's a murderer. He is so. He, but, you know, the, I mean, you're listening yeah, on. Yeah, no yeah. one's shitting on Cat Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the weird thing. It's like, there is like a, there is, there is a thing in Hollywood where the person you think you're working with yeah. isn't who you're. I'm not saying that. Yeah, Ka- yeah, I'm not saying yeah, this yeah, about yeah. Kevin Hart and yeah, Bernie and all. Or, 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 or not whatever, Bernie, but Steve yeah. And... I'm not saying this about cat statements. Yes. But there is a thing where you get to work with the person you want to work with. You're super excited. Then you meet them and you're like, "Who is okay. this yes. garbage motherfucker?" Yes. There's also the other side. What's that? And that is, you work with certain people that. So I am now conditioned that certain celebrities. Everything is a grind to get them to do anything. Little things. You come into the party tonight, and you saying it's for yours it means a lot. That it's means not a grind. It's not a grind, and but, I'll tell you why. And but I hold on, hold on. Earlier. But hold on. But that means a lot because you are helping me. You taking photos there will help promote the movie. That means a lot. Asking celebrities to do stuff. Yeah. Little stuff. Yeah. Who are friends? It's like you're pulling fucking teeth, and then you meet certain people. Tom Cruise was one of those. I thought people. you were gonna say Tom Segura because he's difficult too. Keep going. <laughs> no, you know what it is, yeah. and I, I listen. This is the other thing I've learned in therapy. Tom's really good at setting boundaries. Yeah. I'm not good at setting boundaries. I'm, I'm not good at setting boundaries, but I also know what a little bit of an ask and a little bit of a give means. Because yeah, yeah. I told you this yeah, yeah. when people came to my premiere, premiere like busting with the boys. Yeah. Those guys came out. Liam flew them out, but they, regardless, they got on. They planes. came. They did it. It meant a lot to me. It, it does meant mean a lot. A lot. And, and it's they, helpful. And when I got the invite for your party tonight, I said, uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. Because I, 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 and I was like, I'm not going to be, I won't shift the energy of that room. I'm not going to be like a big name. But just if you see me, then you know that I really like you. That you mean something to me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's why I show up. Um, but yeah, but you were saying the other side of that, I'm, guys, I'm trying so hard not to interrupt. Trust me. 
Um, you said the other side of that is when you see the celebrity thing we were talking about. And they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and they come out and you expect them to be something. So you're going, because me, as, as an actor, for most of my jobs, I like being number two on call sheet. I like being number one. You do? I can't be number two. Is that true? A hundred percent. Because of ego or what? No. I, uh, I, I wish I wasn't so fucking honest. I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's, it's not an ego. Because I wouldn't mind being with bigger people. Yeah. But I got offered, I, I got fucking, edit yourself, Bert. Please edit the names out. I got offered a movie with, um, yeah, edit those names out, please. Uh, very casually, would you like to play a part in this movie? And I said, yeah, definitely. And I was like, well, hold on. Can I like, kind of like go into the offices on like a Tuesday and like fuck around and like, yeah. like walk into their trailer and say hi and like, can I, am I going to be like, like, where will I be? And they're like, no, it's a job. You'll show up for two days. And okay, if so they're you, there, you, they're you there. Had a, you had a small part. Very, very okay, small okay. part. And I was like, well, now nah, I think I, I want to be, I, I want to be in the process. Yes. Okay. But that's different. So being number one and being like. Oh, I don't care where my, yeah. I never looked at a fucking call sheet. But, in my but life. here's why I say it. Because being number two, which is where I, I like to be two, three or four. Because what that is, is number one has to carry the whole thing. Yeah. And when the big corporate machine comes around and says, these are your obligations with press, yeah. that's number one. Number two, three, and four, they're just there to help the team win. And so I'm used to being around number ones. Certain number ones are better than other number ones. But when you see a number one and you get to a set, and that number one only, it's like sports. Yeah. It's the same idea of if your quarterback is the first one to leave, first one to get there and last one to leave, you got a better chance of winning. Your number one is your quarterback. Yeah. So I have worked with certain number ones where I'm like, well, you care about everybody. You care about like the moments. You care about everybody feeling right. When I did The Mummy with Tom Cruise. TC. TC, he wanted I me to- I love calling he, him TC. Do it. When, if I ever run into him, it's, yo, what's up, TC? He would like you. I he wanted him. me to get thinner and stronger because we were doing stunts together. Yeah. So he's like, it's dangerous because you got to keep up with me in two shots. So we started training. I'm a pudgy guy. So- I started dropping weight pretty quickly when I had to do his stuff and eat the food that his chef was sending me, right? So the director said through the scripty, continuity-wise, Jake's looking a little bit different and it might not track. The answer there, if you're just concerned about the movie, is we got to worry about the movie. Tom was concerned about my life and he liked the path I was going. He said, it doesn't matter, keep going. And I was like, yo, you care about me on a human level, motherfucker, as number one. And no one in the audience cared. Okay. But that was like an executive, little detail, scripty. His face looks a little, and Tom goes, Jake's into working out, and he's willing to eat this soup rather than the fries and the burgers he was bragging about. And when he tried to pass on the movie, he wouldn't work out. He likes doing workouts, <laughs> which I still have in my garage because of him. Yeah. And like doing it with, I like it now. Okay. Know me, for example. That to me is the other side of Hollywood that doesn't get talked about because there's one voice, and that is the dark underbelly of Hollywood. I've never seen that dark underbelly. Yeah. I see some egomaniacs who are bullshit and they're just annoying kids, and other people who are fucking awesome humans who are lifting everybody. And I'm like, fucking more of you, All motherfuckers. Right. Here's why, and I apologize to TC yeah. if he's hearing this. Here's why I can't do a movie with TC. Because okay. I. I will suck up to him nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I will try to become his friend. I, will, I probably will become his friend. And then when he says to me, yo, we're shooting in sub-Saharan Africa tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We're leaving London at like three in the morning. That's what we did, Namibia. We got, we got a private. We, I was on his private jet from goes, London to Namibia. And when he says, we're getting on the private jet, I go, cool. And when I got on the private jet and see that it's just waters, yeah. I'm going to have a problem. That happened. That's my real life. For real? His story happened, Bert. Okay, so that this story happened. I'm not saying I want to be number one, but I want. So I, hold I on, definitely hold have a on, weird thing. hold on. Okay. Then let me finish. Okay. This your example of your nightmare was my nightmare. We shot for three months in London. I brought my wife and kids. Then we had three weeks in Africa where I was doing all the stunts. Did you tell me this story? Is that why I just said it to you? Keep maybe, going. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep maybe, going. Keep maybe. going. Maybe. So we had three weeks of stunts. I was legit nervous. Not fake nervous. Yeah. Real nervous. Like scared. <laughs> like real pussy scared. Tom Cruise breaks his ankle yeah. and keeps going. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I knew, and he also said to me the whole time, we're going to be in a two shot. Keep up. So I was scared. I so my family, my wife and my kids are flying from London back home. I have three weeks of stunts. Very little dialogue. We're just every day grinding in Africa. I have a flight from uh, whatever airlines they booked me on. First class. Yeah. Got the fucking little bed. Yeah. I cannot wait to say goodbye to my family, who I love, and I don't drink around my kids, so I'm different. I'm a dad. Yeah. Alone on a plane, I'm back to being me. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> Fucking throw them back, fat boy. Double Jack on the Rocks. Yeah, whatever you want. You got any snacks? Yeah. And then once you start getting nice with the flight attendant, whatever you have for snacks. I know I have a dairy <laughs> thing. I'm going to deal with it later. <laughs> Fatten old Jakey boy up because we're having a nice 12 hours. When yeah. I land, I'm ba- I belong to him, and I'm going yeah. to try my hardest. But I got 12 hours. I'm going to let it rip. Fuck yes. And I was excited. I Honestly, and this is embarrassing to admit, but it's like a fat kid around a candy store. I'd been thinking about that flight for weeks. And that's a true story. Because <laughs> I also knew, like, I don't have the time to watch, like, three or four movies. Yeah. In real life, I'm like, I'm busy. I'm always grinding. I yeah. love grinding. Yeah. So I'm like, 12 hours to sit in a little cube and drink and watch stuff? I don't have it. I got it there, and I'm being paid. Fuck yes. I get a text from Tom's people saying, Tom would like you on his private jet to run lines. Oh, and you know he's got a G6. Keep going. Yeah, what, what is the G6 meaning? It's the big one with the bed in the back. Yes, he does. I know he does. Yes. So I go, is this negotiable? Because <laughs> um, I got a ticket. I'm leaving in yeah, two days. Yeah. They're like, Tom would like you and Annabelle Wallace, who's the lead in that, and she's the best. The three of you are going to go on, and he wants to run lines. And I said, like, is there alcohol on the plane? Oh, I love that that was your first fucking question. You got 12 hours, man. 12 hours. On a little, and flying stuff. No alcohol. And Tom flies, he flies. Yeah. He flies. Well, we would get on his, from set in Africa to the hotel, he would fly a helicopter, and we would be on it. So he would fly it. And the way it would work, and this is why you would love him, Bert, full wardrobe, mic'd. I'm dressed like an army guy. His head of security, Mario, special forces, animal, real animal, yeah. would go, Jake, you're coming with us. We leave now. My clothes are in my trailer. You don't go back. You sprint to the fucking helicopter. You know who else is running? Chubby little hair and makeup girls. <laughs> the whole group, eight people. We're running with Tom. Why are we running? No reason. You want to know when the helicopter leaves? When he wants to leave. Bert, we're runs. running. We're running. We get on. We buckle in. Side doors open. Take off. Then he would go like this. Hey, guys. And then he'd, go, he'd be, look. I've got on my phone. I filmed him a bunch because I'm like, you're the weirdest guy I've ever met. He would go like, you guys want to see the oldest part of Africa? And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I take so that back to you. See, that's, what I'm, doing a that's what I'm saying. So then you get on the plane, right? And I'm thinking, so this is going to be 12 hours of work. We do 40 minutes of lines, and then you realize pretty quickly, he just wanted some company. Yeah. And there's no alcohol, and then he's getting tired. You know, we eat, food's delicious, but it's 9 o'clock. We got 
nine hours ahead of him. And he's getting ready to go to bed, and I'm like, he kind of fucked me. You invited me to a sleepover party, you don't have Nintendo. <laughs> I'm fucked, my man. So then he goes, you guys want to watch a movie? And Annabelle, who was, uh, Annabelle Wallace is a killer. She's so funny. She had the guts, I didn't. And she goes, yeah, we're looking for a good movie. You recommend anything? And he goes, like, yeah, well, there's, I've got everything. I've got, like, Apple TV or whatever he had. And she goes, well, can you pitch some good movies? And I go, anything with Tom Cruise in it? He then pitched his library as a joke. Bert, his bit timing, we were cry laughing. He'd be like, if you like a romantic comedy with sports, he would then pitch that one. Everything. He went line by line. Oh, what movie do I watch with Tom Cruise on his jet with him? Pull up. Hey, can you do we have can you pull up? Born on the fourth of July. Born no, I'm not watching that one. That was depressing. It's a great performance. Magnolia, his performance in that is incredible. If I was on a private jet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. First movie, without a fucking doubt. Gilbert Grape. Do Arnie. I want to see you do Arnie no. now as an adult. Fuck yes. No Dude, he was so good as Arnie. He was so good. He was so good as you Arnie. Know, and I, you know he can still do it. You know, That's I, it. I hosted the Golden Globes. Right. First, My first opening Why line. Why don't you like, host one of these things? Bert? Never. Why? I'm fucking not that comic. I'm not that comic. Meaning what? Meaning like it's, I talk about my life. And I think I'm oh, better at talking about my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I would. I, I've. I've actually thought in in watching the Golden Globes how I would have approached it because yeah. I think hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. I would have. How do def- you think he did? I think he did great. I thought. Yeah. yeah. So it, I, look, I, he, I didn't a- see the show. I just saw backlash about him. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know the man. And then I saw an eight minute clip, and I was like, "This is what's. I don't yeah. get that, but these are fun. This is a good bit. No, what's it was. Here? It, I. You know. I. I don't. I." Didn't get too in the weeds on yeah, it. Yeah. I like Joe, and yeah, I yeah. and I when he did it, I was so excited for him that yeah. everything he said, I was like, "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah!" Like, sure, there were some bombs but in so there. What, that, but but what is? Here's my question to you then: What do you think that is? That all of a sudden the headlines? Because the reason oh. I know about, I don't watch those award shows. I don't yeah. care about them. Really? I don't care. Really, couldn't care less. That whole even I care and I don't care. I like care. I really don't care. Couldn't care less. Never. And I've been to them. When New Girl was getting nominated and uh, Spider-Verse, uh, even while I was there, I was on the stage during the Academy Awards when we won. It doesn't, there's, you know how certain things really like satisfy you and feel good? Mm-hmm. Like when you said you didn't care about money, I yeah. could not relate to that. Money is the validation for me because uh-huh. that means it's like real, it's happening. Numbers, the analytics. I was talking to Leanne about this before when we first started. Those, the numbers matter. So for the podcast, we're here to help. When we started doing that, I was like, I don't know. Gareth was really pushing it. And I'm like, I don't want to do a fucking podcast. I didn't get it. He's like, you're going to not only like it, but it's going to work. You're going to see. When we started, those numbers, because I study the numbers of everything I do, are dwarfing numbers of big corporate stuff. And I'm like, by the way, thank you for doing our show. But I'm like, how could these numbers, and at that time, we didn't even have a studio. We're filming Zoom. Yeah. But I'm like, these numbers are beating the numbers of this show at these num like and that's when I started getting like fucking exciting, man. Yeah. But the idea of an award show, you're paying a publicist, you're paying a stylist, you have to go to an event that is not fun to be at. Yeah. For a network to make money on ad sales. And then a guy like him who does a set, he got ten days before. How could the headlines not be like, great job, man? They need, they, the, the, <laughs> what are these headlines? The news cycles have learned what podcasting did originally, which was say wild shit and people tune in. And, How interesting. And so it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't pay to go, Joe Coy did. Just not, solid not, job. So, yeah, it's yeah. a solid job. Man, can you believe this guy got it in 10 days? 
had 10 days to prepare and this is what he did. It's pretty good. You know, yeah, Ricky, a, a comic who's never been who's never been in the movies the scale yeah, 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 of these yeah, yeah, guys yeah, yeah. hung with the yeah, I I'm mean, crashed. Look, I mean, listen, I'm not I'm definitely not and I have been in the business, yeah, yeah, but I'm not in the business of trashing comics. I yeah, have yeah, done yeah. it before. Yeah, 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 but yeah. uh but like I just I always try to find the bright side in what people do and I all I can tell you is I would have done worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have done <laughs> way yeah, worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have done Joe killed it in my perspective because me on there, I would have been nervous. I would have been sweating. Same. I would have been I shirtless. <laughs> I would have been like, who the fuck's this guy? My opening joke, I already figured out, like in hindsight, yes. how I would have approached what it. What would it have been? I would have said, uh, I would have gone, I would have uh, mentioned my movie, obviously. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure you guys all know me from my major motion picture, The Machine. Yeah. Martin Scorsese, I hope you saw it. Yeah, great. Uh, De Niro, we went out to you. You passed. <laughs> yeah. Big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Killer Flower Moon, kind of long. But yeah. anyway, uh, but, and then I would have immediately gone, Leonardo DiCaprio's here. Who remembers? I would have also posted yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'd only seen one of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd only seen uh, Tenant. Not Tenant. Yeah. Uh, the Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. And so all my jokes would have been around yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. I, that's my angle is I would have just been like, Hit I apologize. Heart, I've yeah. only seen one of your movies I'm today. not watching them all. So like, yeah, but let's the, get into it. Yeah. Hey, Nick Cage is here. Did you see Oppenheimer? <laughs> so <laughs> I want to hear fun trivia to be, to interrupt for a second about uh, what's eaten Gilbert Grape. Yeah. So the I, I can tell you fun trivia too. Go tit, tit my, for tat. Mine's gonna be more fun. Then let me start with mine. Fine. The mom lived to like seventy four. Good for her. Yeah. Right. God I bless she'd her. She'd be dead at fifty. Same. Yeah. I also think you're lying. I Google that. Google yes. that. Yes. I could be lying. I think that's a lie. I could I could I'm not lying, I, I'm, but I, I think, I think you my might. memories are I know, weird. I, I read stuff and but then Bert, I, I know you, how it makes me but feel. Bert, you started this with sucking dick doesn't make you gay and I would be a bottom. Her mom was her name was Bonnie Grape? No. Oh, no that's her in gay. <laughs> what a fucking died in twenty seventeen at the age of sixty. 69, 69, close enough. Maybe second dick see, doesn't make see, you I, 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 I read the yes. fact and I tell I Good tell you me. the information of how the fact meant. Well, me. also, she lost 240 pounds in 2012. Oh, I didn't, I didn't After a that. series of health issues in 2010 that nearly killed the goddamn woman. I didn't woman. read her. I didn't so, read all of it. I didn't read all. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm Now, like, if she stayed that you, size. You ready, you ready yeah. for another fact? Yes. Uh, don't forget your fact. I can't. But this is a fact I feel like I read, yeah. but then I like to tell everyone what I read. Okay. And it's it probably not accurate. Yeah. You created drunk history. Yes, no, I was... Just leave it at that. You created Drunk History. No, I was the original drunk for Drunk History. Yes, but you were talking to the guy... Derek who, Waters, yeah. who you would love. Uh, What's eating Gilbert Grape? Don't let me forget. You're yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, Keep, yeah, going. Yeah, Keep yeah. going, though. This is interesting. Yeah, so he and I... So you and I are similar in that we both like to party, we both like to work hard. So yeah. especially pre-kids. So uh, it yeah, was yeah. that... Oh, I didn't even work hard before kids. <laughs> I phoned it in. <laughs> I, I love, by I the way, for the first time, one eye closed. I said pre-kids, and you were like, I phoned it in. <laughs> Amazing. I flexed my white privilege until it stopped working. Your backstory about college is incredible. Dude, I am. It's incredible. There's no reason anyone should like me. <laughs> it's an incredible backstory. Anyway. Oh, you know what you should make is a movie? Uh, Van Wilder again, but with you as the guy. <laughs> and you know, like Rodney Dangerfield went back to school. Yeah, a back to school where you're a fucking whatever. You go back to school at a certain point in your life, and you go, "You motherfuckers don't know how to party the way we used to." I'm gonna show you how to do I'd college. Kill those kids. 
You would like, kill those no kids. No more sucking dick. <laughs> no, no more sucking dick. You men. guys have convinced me. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm sucking dick. Let's fucking go. So here, here's my trivia. Okay. The older sister in that movie, Mary Kate Shellhart, I dated. Uh, throughout, we went to the same high school. We moved out to, we came out to LA together, stayed in a the hostel. made the cake? Yes, she made the cake. Yes. Yeah. Mary Kate Shellhart was in my high school. We grew up together. She was the only actress in our whole town. She had that movie poster in her basement. She had Apollo 13. She's a really talented woman. She went to Carnegie Mellon. And in high school, we ended up dating at the end of high school into college. And I was around her during that whole period. As when we came out here, she had a pilot season when we were 18. We stayed at a hostel on Hollywood Boulevard while she was auditioning. I would walk with her to auditions. And then... That's a pretty good trivia. Yes, that's, it's good that the, the better, mom that's lived. That's way better than mine. Mary Kate Shawhart. I just watched that whole movie. Beginning She's a great actress, by the way. I watched that whole movie beginning to end. The it's other a night. fucking awesome movie. It really delivers. I didn't realize that uh, the grandma and Julia Julia Louise Dreyfus, not Julia Louise not Dreyfus. Really. It's a different movie with her. Grandma uh, Louis. Yeah. Why is he? <laughs> Why is he climbing? <laughs> um, uh, the. What was I saying? Don't know. Oh, that they left for a full year. They, what? they left Arnie and, and Gilbert for a full year. At the end of the movie, they go for a full year on the road with their caravan and come back and pick them up. Wild. I know. I It, it really is a great movie. You want to hear I, another but, trivia about Johnny Depp? Um, you might know this. Hold on. Let's take our time. Are you a big JD guy? I got a voicemail from him. Saying? Uh, uh, Bert. Johnny, hey, I understand you like to have a, a couple of drinks, like to party. Uh, come on over to my house. Really? Yeah, we'll text you the address. Do you have it? I fucking new phone because of goddamn okay. fucking internet. And I Segura lost the voicemail. Huh? No, me, I gave out oh, my yeah. phone number. And so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not the smartest guy. Okay. And, and, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. And I was at a Christmas party uh, with my kids and I left. I said, guys, Johnny Depp called. I'm going to go party with Johnny Depp. And? He wasn't there. <laughs> I spent the night at his house. Wait, what? I went to his house, spent the night in his house, partied by myself with Stan Hope. Stan Hope was there. This is the weirdest story I've ever heard. Man. We ended up, he's like, Johnny should be back any minute now. Johnny, Hold on. Johnny Depp invited you to a party. Mm -hmm. You went. He wasn't there. Doug Stanhope was there. And me and Stan Hope stayed in Johnny Depp's house. Just party. Just drinking <laughs> cold beers. And then whiskey, and then I slept in Johnny Depp's bed. <laughs> really? I slept in Johnny Depp's bed, and it's, it was like Jon Snow's bed. Yeah. There was like a wolf cover. <laughs> I'm being serious. I mean, I'm sorry, Johnny. It was like it was like the crazy. I mean, I spent Great. the whole night walking through his house, looking well, at his shit. Why wouldn't you? And it was like you'd be a maniac not to. Johnny Depp's my my big white whale. I got a couple big white whales I want to party with. Yeah. Who are like, they? Top three. Well, I I know this isn't popular. But I, I want to catch Ben Affleck on a on a fall off the wagon night. I want to catch him. Seems fun. I, like I want John, to be... Ben Affleck when he's so. I have a sad Ben Affleck story. Oh. And it was the beginning of when I realized my career wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> it was. You know, you have your dreams. Yeah. Oh, I still have them. Yes, and your dreams for me. My dream was always like doing cool stuff and cool people thinking it was cool, right? And yeah. you know, just doing the good, whatever the quote unquote the good stuff is. That was the idea. Yeah. And still new. Is. Not for me. And New Girl started. And I knew it wasn't the cool show, but he had a fan base. 
And yeah. when you go back to the five grand, I was making money I had never been making. Mm-hmm. I was pretty fired up. So we get an, an idea to, they contact us and say, do you want to host an award show called like the Do Right Awards? And I said, no, thank you. I'm not a host. And they yeah. said, a Lamorne would really like to. And the rate was something like 20 grand. A Lamorne? Lamorne, who's in the show with me. Oh, really oh, good oh, friend. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I love the idea of a Lamorne, and I'm going to talk to okay. him about that. Uh, you were referred to as a Lamorne. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is he the black dude? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, he's one I, of them. Damon's the other black dude. Damon was in that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Yeah, that. Damon was in the pilot, and then I convinced him. You know, him I accosted him one night. About? Oh, wait, were we going to call Damon? Oh, we're FaceTiming Damon to find out if he finds it offensive when British dudes do black dudes accent. Should I call him right now? Or yeah. do you have his hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Oh, Don't oh, fucking yeah, yeah. forget sorry, 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 the Ben story. Okay, so... Anyhow, they say that Lamorne was. Damon Waynes Jr. knows who I am. Yes, I'm sure he does. I don't know. Damon is an everyday text buddy. Really? Yeah. For real? Love Damon Waynes Jr. Love him. Uh, We've tried to put things together. He is the best to work with. He's an unthinkably good writer, great stand up. His his family is. His pedigree, man. His pedigree. And it matters. That shit matters. His family's OGs. You notice they didn't come up with Cat Williams' monologue. You know what's hard about being around somebody who's like pedigree like that? When you look at your family lineage and you go like, you got Damon Sr., <laughs> you got all these uncles, these cousins. I look at my group and I'm like, what are we doing? I got an uncle Selling- got his dick sucked by a fucking dude. <laughs> I got a guy who bragged about getting a blowjob from a man and, it, and then hustled me at chess. <laughs> so like, I love chess now, but Eddie used to play chess with me and he was like, you know, my dad wasn't around growing up. I thought like, I guess this is fatherhood. Because let me <laughs> let me teach you to play chess. We would play chess every day. He would teach me, and then all of a sudden I started beating him. Was that dad character in the movie? Did it have anything to do with you? Or no, okay, Chris. Okay. So my dad in real life uh, was a uh, cocaine got to him. Yeah, yeah. So he I was gone from two to this. seventeen, but then we became the best of friends. Yeah, and then and then hold on. Fuck, yes, please. Fuck, fuck. Go to bed, Fleck, and then I want to know. No, c- c- fucking god damn it, Bert. Keep going. Benefleck, Benefleck. Okay, so, I'm so bad at tracking. Yeah, I, I just let the conversation go where it goes. And I, but I've listened to podcasts where the host doesn't listen, and it drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. So I'm working really hard on. Listening. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Also, Thank your you. body's looking good, Bert. That's I was, all I care about. I was in the gym with you when you were fat, or staring at a fat photo of you throwing out a first pitch, and you must have said ten times, "I hate that photo." I fucking hate. That I hate photo. that photo. And a and lot I, of fat guys have said that, and then you see him six months later, and you go, "You're that photo. Yeah. <laughs> you might hate it, my guy. You lost three pounds, and you're going, dude. I'm walking up hills now, and I go, you still about three hundred pounds. Oh, dude, game? I can do a sit up now. Good keep going, you. keep going, Benaflack. So the way the award show did, they told each of us the other ones wanted to do it, and we were all good friends on that show. So I go like, I don't want to keep money out of their mouth, so I'll do it. So yeah. long story short, we're hosting an award show, which I didn't know what it was. I didn't do any homework on it. We get to this thing. It's a, it's a big hangar in Santa Monica, teleprompters, hosting. Not my gag. I'm not a stand-up. Not what I like, not what I aspire to. So I didn't even look at the bits. So one of them was we're dressed in like white pants and red shirts and we're doing like a boys band thing. And my vibe is I don't care what my thoughts are until you get on stage and then fucking sell it. Yeah. Whatever you think before, once the lights come on, I'm a believer in now dance, motherfucker, because this is what you do for a living. So have your cool opinions. The lights go on. Hello, whatever you guys (laughs) want. I'm trying, even though I'm bad at it. Me too. That's our job. Yeah. And I believe we, that's what we do. We have great lives for it. Shut the fuck up and dance. So that's what we're doing. So we're doing like some stupid bits. I'm reading the teleprompter. I'm dyslexic as fuck, so I'm reading slow. 
<laughs> don't mispronounce easy words and look like you're a true idiot. I'm going, at one point, I'm on Max Greenfield's back as he's doing push-ups. Bert, I don't even know the bit we're doing, but I do know nobody's laughing. <laughs> I know that we're in front of thousands of people going, hate these guys. Yeah. And I'm literally going like this, I think. Yeah. I look to the side of the stage, and there's a bunch of people sitting on the side watching, too, who I hadn't noticed yet because I was looking this way. Yeah. And Ben Affleck's in the front row. I guess he had a, something he was being awarded for for his good behavior, and he was doing the mad Ben Affleck. And we finish the thing, and I get bad stage, and I go to Max Greenfield, and I go like, fuck, Ben Affleck's here, and he hates us. And he was like, yeah, man, our show is not for cool people. Your career is not what you thought, and Ben Affleck hates you. And he was just doing Argo, and I had this moment of like, he's right. Dude, but that's, that's the fucking, <laughs> that, that's the thing. I, I was telling you about that uh, Bernie Mac clip. Yes. And the thing is, you don't have to be for everybody. Yeah, agreed. You really don't have to yes. be for everyone. And I, I will never be accepted by the Hollywood elite. And mm -hmm. I only know that because I was never accepted by the comedy elite. The comedy elite, it wasn't until I started doing arenas that the comedy elite started reaching out yeah, yeah, yeah. and being like, hey, can I, you know, I'd love to be on your podcast. And then and you're like, I've been a fan of you for fucking 20 years. Yeah, 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 of yeah. course. But even, even still. Even if even they're lying, still, Bert, So here's what I will say on that because I'm going through a huge change that connects to that. Yeah. I've always thought you make projects for critics to like so that the town likes. And that means the gatekeepers allow you to make another one. What this new era of podcasting people have showed me is the only thing that matters is the audience. That seems so basic, but that has not been the structure of the game. Yeah. The structure of the game is the Hollywood elite, whatever that thing is, and that shit's not this fake dark conspiracy. People pretend it's one thing. It's not. Yeah. It's high school. Just a few people. Yeah. But those agents, those managers, those peer, whatever that circle is, I don't know. I'm not in it. They need to approve. The critics all need to approve whatever this agenda is, whatever yeah. I'm trying to do. And if you're in there, you're going to get lifted up. But then when they decide to knock you down, you're knocked down. Then over here is an ocean of audience. And I'm like, why are we facing this way? Yeah. Shouldn't we be doing what we all did when we started? When I started up, I had a two-man comedy show with my buddy Oliver Ryland, and we toured the country with it. We wrote a sketch show, and we improvised. We would just go directly to audience. Every, if the audience didn't laugh, we would sit in the, the apartment, get really mad, and rewrite it. Now, all of a sudden, it changed as, as opposed to like, well, what did everybody think? Well, the audience didn't seem to like it, but we got these notes. The notes are good, so we're good. Yeah. And now I'm going back to, for the first time in years, which makes me feel like I'm 25 again, the only thing that matters is the fucking audience. Mm -hmm. Who cares about all this other shit? If people show up for you, you're winning. I would argue even sometimes it, it benefits you to do stuff. And I'm using Rogan as the example of this. But I know for a fact, and I, it, you triggered me when you said the word, um, if you, and if they didn't like it, you went back here. Yes. I remember I got offered uh, the man show oh, yeah, at yeah. a really weird time. It was gone for a while, right? And I got a call. I was in Edmonton, and they said, "Hey, we want to give you the Man Show. Um, would you do it?" And immediately, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. I mean, I have Comedy huge Central, respect yeah. for Kimmel, for Corolla, yeah, yeah. for Joe, for Doug, and I was like, "Wait, and that's, the that's second a, thing was Rogan and Doug Stanhope." Yeah, they did it again. Weird. And so I called Joe. Apologize, Joe, if I'm speaking out of school, but you're my friend, and I'll apologize to you in person. But Joe told me, "Do not do it." You'll be putting TV timeout. 
and he said, that's the way this business works. They put you in TV timeout, and I've been there, and you don't want to be there. And he's like, just the things are changing, and you can do your own thing. Just do your own thing. Like, just do it. I'm not saying that he said do it with Tom, mm -hmm. but I know for a fact that I the next call I made was Tom. I said, hey, I got off the man show. Do you want to do it with me? And Tom said, no. Mm -hmm. He said, we could just do it. And ultimately, I think we did yeah, do yeah, our yeah. version of it, our thing. But but you're 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 totally right. But I would argue in the same token is that Joe taught us that not, and and I say this with massive respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that he would do things that as an audience member, as Joe's audience member, I've always been a fan of Joe's, yeah, yeah. that um, I didn't know I liked. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know, but, it, but Joe was like, you trust me, I'm curious as fuck. He is the most curious man you'll ever meet. Trust me as, as my fan, and I promise I'll bring you good shit. And that's the other part of that is that the industry never trusted anybody. They trusted Martin Scorsese. They trusted. That's true. They trusted the big names, but they didn't. They were like, "I need to put my fingers on that. I need to make it dirty." No one would have ever let Joe bring in people that denied AIDS yeah. to his podcast for three and a half hours. But I listened to that episode. Yeah. I can tell you, I was skateboarding, listening to it, fascinated. Called Joe and was like, "Dude, I I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but man, you got me listening to shit I would never listen to, and I love it because it's shit out of my realm." Yeah. And that's the other cool thing about what's going on is like you can trust in yourself and go, "I want to make the thing." So, I want to make the thing that I think the fans yeah, will like. So, and, and, and even but, but here, but here's the catch with that, because I totally agree. So what we're finding in our podcast and why I'm getting addicted to it is you get to see the numbers. So we'll have a thing like there was a guy who was dressing up like or pretending to be me in bars, right? <laughs> so this really happened. You know, I talked about it on Kimmel, but um, I got a note from a girl. I got a DM from some random 20-year-old girl. And I look at the DMs, you know, as much as I can. I think it's fun to go back and forth. Some random girl said, it was really nice to meet you last night. Uh, I don't go out a lot at night. Yeah. So I go, I go. Well, you didn't meet me last night. She goes, yes, I did at the Rain Dance Festival, and you gave me such sweet advice. And I said, like, I need to be very clear. The person who gave you advice wasn't me, and she sent me a photo uh, of the guy. Oh, please let me see this. Well, it was uh, yeah, that guy. So oh, she wow. sent she me that photo. I know. Like you. So then I said to my wife, I go, what do you think? And she goes, same eyes. Right, so I was like, yeah, okay. So then I said to her, I said to the girl, I going this, I need to be crystal clear with you. Did this dude try to fuck you? Because if he uh, did, I'm gonna be honest. As a dad of daughters, I hate this motherfucker. Yeah. So oh, by the way, I hate him if he's trying to fuck people with my name anyway. But it, anyway, but either way, call me up. I know, Let's but, double teamer. But you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turned, I was like, I had that feeling of like yeah. this shit could get dark. Yeah. She said no. She goes, he was really sweet, and he bought a top, uh, top shelf uh, uh, booze for all of us, and he really cared about all of our relationships. So I was like, all right, this shit's funny. So then I found out his friend owns a Viagra company called My, uh, Mango. So I go, what? So she goes, yeah, they were giving like free Mango. So I got on Instagram. I found Mango. I found the guy. I had a photo of him. So I sent this guy, Jacob Cohen, who runs Mango, a his photo. Jake, too. Yes, and I said, hey, bud. Uh, I know you were with a guy pretending to be me. Uh, I, I have proof of it. I'm not like, I know you guys didn't try to fuck anybody. I know you're not creeps. Let's have this fun, right? Yeah. But I need fake Jake's info. And I'd posted things on Instagram like, fake Jake, I'm coming for you. I need to talk to you, bud. Yeah. We have to have this chat. And he wrote back like, I promise you it was nothing dark. Here's his info. So I contact the guy and I say like, hey, man, 
I'm not coming after you. I'm not that guy. I'm not setting you up for me and Gareth to kill you. We're going to be nice. But just come on the show and let's figure this out. So he, Fake Jake comes on the podcast. We do a whole thing. We're here to help, which is, you know, call. well, we're helping yeah, me figure yeah, this yeah. out. So we have him on. We do the thing. We didn't have to run that by anybody. It's just a two-off. That's yeah. not the structure of our show. We go right back to calls. Had I pitched that, and I know this because I had a company at 20th Century for five years. I had a production company. I've developed movies, TV shows. I've done all that. As soon as I pitch that, people go, here's the problem with it. Um, the fake Jake is not your premise. You're right. But we just want to give the audience this, and I think they're going to like it, and I think the audience is smart enough to then realize it's just a two-off. Yeah. And they were. And that was when my beginning went like, if I had to pitch this, it dies. Yep. But if I just give it to the audience, we'll see. And if people don't like calls, we started doing too much shit about sex. We started seeing our numbers go down, and a bunch of people were writing in like, hey, man, I'm a mother with a young kid grossing me out. And even my wife went like, I'm doing dishes. Like, hearing about an orgy is gross. We went like, it's really funny to me, but let's cool back a little bit. The numbers went up. The way I look at life, especially with my marriage, and I think sometimes I go too far, too far north on it, but like I'm in a weird relationship. I'm in a weird person because I wasn't a big sex guy to begin with. But I am a sex guy. I love sex. And question, me Quick make, question for shoot. you. Uh, and six, I, if six, I'm talking out of school, six six women, women, women. If I'm six talking women. out of school, I'll cut it. But I don't think I am because actually, I know never, I'm not. I know I'm never not. talking. About so it. now that you're doing testosterone, yeah, does it change that? My dick's hard all the time. Is it? Yeah, it's hard when it shouldn't be hard. God damn it! As a matter of fact, we have a hard time. Cut it if this makes you uncomfortable. We have a hard time because my dick will be hard, but I won't be able to have an orgasm. And I'm, that's never happened to me. <laughs> never happened Le to me. Leanne called it the other night. I hope this isn't streaming downstairs. Leanne called it the other night. She was like, no, I know where we're going with this. And this will be like an hour. Because it just so is hard. It's hard. Now. It's hard all the fucking time. And what's time. your goal? Where are you getting with your just body? Just to come. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the goal, Bernie? Because <laughs> you're changing physically. Oh. Uh, are you going to try to be six-pack guy? I mean, I would love. I would love to. I remember. I remember hearing people say to me a lot in my life, "If I lost weight, I wouldn't be funny anymore." Yeah, I don't think that's. No. By the way, I, I think I never thought I was funny to begin with. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. At least but I'm in shape if now. If you're telling me it was my belly, I'll gain it back. <laughs> no, I happily. I, I would. Uh, I don't. I'm still fat. Like if I take my shirt off, I'm still like I'm still 230 pounds. Is still mm -hmm. overweight. Uh, I would love to be in shape and feel that only yeah, because yeah, yeah. of health benefits of like it feels good it does feel different to get out of a, a couch yeah, yeah, yeah like to swiftly get out of a couch or to like today i was doing knees to chest uh yeah. like things and it felt good to have full range of motion that all that feels good i just want to feel good yeah. like it's it's my same thing with drinking is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like i don't want to quit drinking yeah. but i definitely want to measure it so that i can keep drinking that's what my buddy Steve Berge said. Uh, he does a uh, sweet guy does a, a podcast called High Strangeness, and he's my old party buddy. Yeah. And he said to me with drinking, he was like, because I had a period when I moved to Atwater, we rented a house, and all of a sudden, a bunch of Hollywood was coming to the TG bar with me, and my house, my backyard became like the center. And I would make big fire pits, and we were drinking like crazy. Oh, it was early I new love girl. It. I love it. It was you got so funny. Uh, well, get, and, and by yes. the way, your demographic is all fucking chicks who are like, he gets us. 
Well, I mean, sadly, the guy, people I'm talking about were not like chicks coming over. It was like young just, director dudes. That's still cool as shit. It was, it's but like being different. Around, being around, what you started I would, pitching I would was argue, different. I would argue uh, in, a, yes. in a pivot that I would rather be around creatives than same, hot chicks. Same with me. So, and guess what? Here's the best, when it's both. When you've got like- Wait, a, there's hot chicks that are creative? 100%. So what we were starting to form in that Atwater is people who weren't blowing up yet, but were further along than me. And what was happening is we were meeting at the TG, then we were walking to my back ho- my house in the backyard, having a fire, smoking joints, and partying all night. Fucking my dream bu- It was really a fun era. And this was right at the beginning of New Girl, right after Paper There was a few movies that I was doing where I was like, anybody I would meet, it's kind of what you guys do with podcasts, which I'm now trying to copy. You meet somebody, you like them, you bring them into the fold. Yeah. But we were just doing that just That's now. The, by the way, I, 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 I can't take credit for any of that, yeah. nor can any podcaster... Joe Rogan gets entire credit yeah, for that yeah, because yeah. he was the first one to say yeah, we're all on the same team. Yeah, and, which is really cool. It's, dude. It's really cool. When when comedy goes down in history, Joe Rogan's name will be right next to Rodney Dangerfield's as a dude who brought People young comics up. Yeah, that's neat. It's it's true. But keep going, Atwater Village. Uh, but so I had a moment where what I was doing was I was drinking a ton of Stoli because you're partying with everybody. And I was on TV, so I couldn't get too fat. And then what I would realize is when everybody left and I'm putting the fire out, you know, you're smoking the last joint of the night. Mm. I I had this great realization. And that was, if I just go to bed now, I'm getting the spins. I'm crashing on a couch. I feel like shit. Tomorrow's terrible. If I take one bad minute, I barf in my backyard in the morning. The coons eat it, man. You don't even see it. So my thought was one bad minute for a full day. And guess what? I'm drunk. I can live through a bad minute. Yeah. I mean, it's the equivalent of you getting butt fucked, right? And yeah. wanting to experience. Put me in the scenario. Put me in the bad minute and let me vacation with that dude. And let me enjoy it. Yeah, let me enjoy it. I probably will. I hear prostate exams or orgasms are pretty intense. Prostate exams or no, the prostate, orgasms? Pro- I've the, been Googling prostate orgasms. Have you, never, a, have you had anything. a prostate exam yet? Yeah. No, I had a colonoscopy. You had a colonoscopy, but I did the I said, I PS. I did the PS exam. I'm really for, nervous about that. Oh, don't. Really? Don't you don't have it? That's the whole thing. I, I mean, this to anyone is nervous. Yeah, really uh, nervous. My dad didn't get his first one until he was like 65. Yeah, that's when you're nervous. Interesting. Yeah, so if you're shitting blood, if you're yeah, shitting no. blood, that's when you're nervous. Interesting. If you get it, that's the the thing about doctors. God damn it, I want to get back to the subject we we're talking about. But the thing think? about doctors that are really that is that should relax you if you're listening and you're nervous about getting a cardiologist or getting a prostate exam or getting a yeah. colonoscopy is that if you don't have any signs right now you can stop it all you can yeah. stop it all everything's fixable you want everything's to hear scary Bert? Fixable. you want to hear scary god damn it please tell me i'm wrong go go ahead no i don't know if you're wrong yeah buddy of mine one of my my kids have their best friends right there's a little gang that we've grown up with so these five little girls and the three of them are two yeah. i know them all like little cousins the dad over there is a brain surgeon we used to share a backyard we cut a hole in the fence the kids all grew up together love those little kids so get really close with the parents he and i were talking one day and you know having a couple of drinks and he had a rough day at work or whatever and he goes you know the fifth leading cause of death in america and i go no and he goes checking into the hospital have a great night. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Self-Reliance, January 12th on Hulu. Uh, we're here to help anywhere you can get your podcast. And guess what? We're on YouTube, too. And TikTok. <laughs> How scary is that?
You want to know why? Infections, and you know why else? Mistakes. Because guess what? You know who's operating on you, Birdo? Who's opening your chest? A guy who drank too much the night before. Because these are not robots, my guy. These are just fucking, these are just fucking goobers, man. <laughs> who studied facts. My Anyhow. dad just got a surgery yeah. uh, like four hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And his nerve block didn't take. Yeah. So he asked, how was the pain? And he goes, are you serious? <laughs> they gave me a brand new hip, and it, I didn't have any painkillers in me. I can't. I, honestly, it scares me so bad. My dad, uh, before he passed, uh, I had a moment where I was having like a urinary tract infection or something, and I was really scared. Yeah. And I go, Dad, I think what they have to do is put a camera up my dick hole. And he's like, okay, because he had had cancer. He's like, okay. I understand what you're going through. You're panicking. I'm like, not panicking. I might just be willing to die from this. <laughs> I'd rather die from this. I've done that with tooth problems. Keep going. <laughs> I would rather die than check this out. And he gave me great advice. And he said, whenever you go to any sort of doctor, you tell them, I have a high tolerance to drugs and a low tolerance to pain. And I did it. I did it with a dentist. They said I had to like get something uh, ripped out in the back, and I, I gave the the Croco, that's my dad's nickname, his thing. They drugged me to a level where I was like, mm, "America's great." Blood's <laughs> coming down. I'm like, I really love my country. <laughs> I think I like it here. And I was like, "Oh, that works." So that's my only saving grace. My only saving other thing I think about when I get older, when diseases start. I started doing jujitsu. Yeah. And the reason I started doing jujitsu is not because I like it or because I'm good at it because I'm bad at it. Yeah. And I got hurt literally by stretching. <laughs> uh, that's a sad truth reality. I have I've taken a month off because I got hurt literally doing a, a role, not fighting people. <laughs> but we are about to enter the phase where we're going to have to start fighting some real stuff. Yeah. And we better be tough. <laughs> Old people are the toughest motherfuckers on planet Earth oh, yeah. because they fight it. They're fighting break, broken hips. You'll see a 78-year-old, 80-year-old person, you'll see them, you'll see them all fragile, and you're like, you're fucking tougher than me. If you're still on planet Earth and you're in your mid-eights, oh. the shit you've dealt with, where they're like, couldn't take a dump, it turned into a rock. I have to pull it out with my hands. I'm like, pass, I'd rather die. <laughs> These guys do that, they call that Wednesday. <laughs> I could. I'd rather I, die, Bert. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if there was like a if there was like a calendar where you could, where God could point to it and go that's the day you should die. Agreed. Everything after that really sucks. I, saw, I listened to this great podcast about uh, I think it was either it was Heavyweight, uh, which was an awesome podcast about uh, somebody who uh, went to Sweden and uh, had a you know it was Alzheimer's or dementia and knew it was going to happen, so they just went out there and they found a doctor who ended their life, and it was from the wife's point of view. And it was the whole story of it, hysterically crying, as sweet as it gets, and the greatest ending. The guy, she said, he was such a chatter. He talked to everybody all the time and was really asking questions. And minutes before he died, he's asking the nurses where he'd be like, so where'd you go to high school, honey? And she's like, and then all of a sudden, he got a little tired. He's like, like ooh, I got to lay down. And he's like, well, one last question. He's like, so you're telling me that's the best coffee shop in town? And she goes, then he laid down and closed his eyes and died. And I thought like, oh. That's the way to go. Yeah. Again, self-reliance. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go. That I is said, the way I said to go, to Leanne the, the other day, I kind of want to go fighting an animal. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I'll tell you why. No, because I heard no, why. For, I saw footage today, actually, of 
two tigers killing a version of a wild pig. Its intestines had been ripped out. No, 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 no. But, but, the, but bird, the... it hadn't died yet. Okay, maybe I was wrong. So if you fight an animal, they don't go like this. Before we eat this chubby stomach and these thighs full of meat, let's make sure he's not suffering. They go like this. We got this, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Your insides wrong. are ripped. You're going like this. No! <laughs> and they'll do what they want to you. I just think I don't know if I want to sit with it yeah. for a few years. I don't want to I don't know if I want to sit with it or if it just happens to me. Yeah. And I think in my delusional brain, I got this. Yeah, agreed. And then realize, fuck, is that my lower half swimming over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, think about, I think about death way too much. Me too. I think about it. Constantly. I think about it every morning. Me too. Constantly. Every morning I think about so it. So do you think with your new longevity stuff, uh, what do you see about that? Because for a lot of people who aren't doing that, who don't have those guys, myself included, what does that mean? What is this guy doing for you? What's he helping with? They, uh, they take Ways to Well is my company that I work with out of Austin. They I'll take, say it too if you guys want to, uh, Ways to Wells out of Austin. Shout out to Brigham. Shout out to Brigham. Brigham has hit me up and he's like, I feel weird talking about you on podcasts, but I, I want to celebrate your success. But, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I guess it's a weird thing to have a longevity doctor. Unless what, it works, man. But it, well, what they do is, I remember when I sat with, I wish I knew or remembered her name, but when I sat with my first intake doctor, who she had given me an interview, stem, stem cells, she had done everything for me. Um, she said, I'm just here to take a look at your numbers and right. write those numbers. So we're gonna take a look at what you've got and okay. then fix those numbers. So uh, we're gonna take a look at. She goes, I, you know, I know your lifestyle. I know what you do. So let's try to just level you out. And and the number one thing, the reason I went with them is my cardiologist said, uh, "Are you, your testosterone's low? Do you know that testosterone repairs your liver?" And I said, mm -hmm. "I didn't." And he said, "Well, you should know that." And he said, "And keto is like the best thing for your liver." And mm -hmm. so those two things for me. And, and, and I, th I think also at the same time, I, I wanted, I knew, I, kn I know better now having had conversations with people in my life that have shared things with me that I didn't know were happening. Uh, uh, I know now how out of control I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know, you don't know when yeah, you're yeah, out of control. True. You really just feel like I'm getting shit done. I was making a ton of money. Things were everyone, working. Everyone was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Agreed. we're finally fucking doing it. Um, that thing is happening. Yeah, the only thing I regret, I regret, and this is a weird, subtle regret, but I regret my podcast presence from March of 2003 to like July. You said 2003? 2023, 2023 okay. to July 2023 because I was, I was rolling in hot to everything. Meaning what? Meaning like I was, I had days, every day was a, was a 10 hour, 12 hour day of, press activities and so i don't think i ever put thought into anything i ever said mm. and i would just roll in yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. boozing yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's hot and i'd get up at six in the morning i'd work out and and i would i would often be drunk from my night before when i worked out yeah. and i would just be like fucking shoot testosterone workout fucking i was like i was i was thought i was on it and i look back at myself and i, I remember one interview which i thought was brilliant i really did think was like fun as yeah, fucking yeah, shit yeah, yeah. it was with joe DeRosa and salvacano and i look back and i realize i can see it not only if you can see it but i can see how out of control i was and i think that was actually even before this but like i can just see this guy that was like on a freight train and i know this from shit, having conversations with my family who said i was just i was 
God. I was not listening to yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah, I had blinders yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like make. I had this uh, this thing: make hay while the sun shines. People are buying tickets to shows. Go, people go, are, people go. are buying. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. a special remote. You got a movie remote. You got a TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like everything was like this. And now I look back and I go, I wish I had been a tad bit more present in those interviews. Because yeah. I don't like. I remember Andrew Schultz and I did a podcast, and and I, uh, and he brought a clown out. I'm afraid of clowns. And my reaction is so over the top, but that's where my nerves were at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nerves were so frayed from everything that when a clown walked in the room, you I lost, lost it. Shit. I lost it bad. And I, I look back, and I, I now I feel like I'd be a little more present. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. a little freaked out, but I wouldn't be that freaked out. But I was just so gone. I was gone. And yeah. and and uh, I had a great conversation with my daughter this past weekend about that. And I was like, I didn't. I don't think I realized, like, just how hard I was pushing it. And so I think now I'm trying to like get a little. And but the, the whole thing about the longevity doctor was like they 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 got me to a place where that when I when I kind of had grounding after fully loaded, I I got grounded, and when I started getting in shape, all of a sudden everything righted itself. Like everything fucking mm. went to normal. Like everything. Yeah, I yeah. my my bloating went away. Totally. My sleep. My heart rate dropped. Changes. My, my heart rate was like. 72 beats per minute my resting heart rate and now it's like 55 yeah. and i look at that and i go wow you get a finite amount of heartbeats and here i am burning it yeah. trying to make money still yeah, yeah. i mean that's it's it not changed, like but it changed there's moments so i had uh when i was at when my wife was pregnant with my daughters i had a moment where it was they were she was about four months pregnant and i was at new girl and i used to drink at work i used to have a thing that after 6 p.m remember the goonies yeah uh, up here is their time, but down here, down here is our time. Yeah. I always felt once the sun went down and you were at work, I always kind of thought, but now it's our time. Yeah. So I used to always have a full bar in my trailer, and any guest star coming in, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a cast that drank a lot, but guest stars I could get kind of partying a little. Yeah. Bit. Nothing crazy, but yeah. just have a drink or two. Fucking the best. The best. Well, also, you're if you're doing improv and your comedy, who cares? Like if you're able to do your job, it's fun. But I had a camera B operator. This guy, Paul, came up to me one day and goes, and he and I had talked. He had told me about his childhood. I told him about mine. My dad's drink was Stoli. I was drinking Stoli. And he said, if your daughters were born right now and your wife is four months pregnant, what's the first thing they would smell? And on my breath was Stoli. And I thought no one knew because I had mints. So I went like, <laughs> mints, months. And he went like, it'd be the first thing they knew of their dad, huh? And I had that great, like, that was my longevity thing where I went, like, and that ended the, the Atwater world where I'm like, I'm a degenerate. Yeah. Fucking stop. Yeah. So then I do, like, a hard 10 months where you're, like, fucking tighten up, motherfucker, because you're now on a path where you're out of control and you don't know it. That would be, that's, you never know it. You, you never know it. Not while you're in it, but you need either a doctor or fucking a good friend or somebody who's not well, afraid had, to piss you off. I had Tom. I mean, I look at the podcast we did uh, when he moved to Austin. Yeah. And like when we first moved to Austin, I look at them and I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they were fun or whatever. But like, I was really out of control, and Tom would tell me that privately and on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, and I just wouldn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, was yeah. like, you're in it. I was like, and I was so bloated. I look at pictures yeah, yeah. of my face. You're wild. And it's like, it's like really like, and I, and I was like. I remember thinking, I don't look that bad. Yeah, and it's fine. It's fucking good. So yeah. going back to the Atwater stories, the way that kind of ended was, so what I used to do was I would take the bad minute and I'd barf in my yard. Yeah. But then I was able to go to work. 
And I'm like, hey, man, I just did a fucking Hyundai commercial. Yeah. Things are pretty good. You know how much they paid for one day? Yeah. Then that night, you're partying. And my buddy Steve Berg said, you're going at a pace that's faster than I think you can handle. And you're going to go in a pace where that when we're older, we can't get a beer together. And he goes, that's the just thing. make sure, motherfucker, that when we're 50 or 60 and we get together, we can get a six-pack of IPA and enjoy the night, and you're not in some program. And I remember thinking, that's the thing. fuck that's, you, that's dude. Been my but it's fucking, right. That's been my target is like. I, I don't want to stop this. I don't, well, I don't ever, I don't ever want to be at a place where I can't drink around people because yeah. it makes them uncomfortable. Totally. So I, I felt like I had to show everyone. I can stop. I can slow down. I, I, had, to yeah, show yeah. To, I had to show to myself, yeah, yeah, really. Because yeah. the thing was, like, I don't give a fuck. When you stop drinking, everyone's, no one notices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only you notice. And then I had to do a period of time where I was like, but even a month, I used to do a month all the time. We used to do months for yeah, yeah, Sober October. But it's got to be longer than a month because you because you really have to sit in it. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to sit in it to a place where you go, I don't know when I'll drink again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And then you have to get to a place where when people go, are you drinking? And you say no. Yeah, yeah. For real, you mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they go, how long? You go, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of like Because there's not some arbitrary dates. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and so. I, Agreed. But yes. I, when it comes to like being skinny, I, I don't know. Like I'm really concerned about what I'll wear for my next special because I know I don't wear a shirt, right? But I feel like I've always worn jeans and sneakers, and I don't want it to black look leather identical. pants. I so badly want to do black leather pants. Black leather cowboy you know, hat. We almost, boots. we almost did. We almost did. White gloves. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Bert. You can do it, Bert. And a Chippendales choker. You can do it. Do I, it. But by the way, earrings. But I, I love, eyeliner. <laughs> I love that. I love that we're on the same page when it comes to partying. Yeah. Because the thing is. You gotta earn yeah. the right to be able to drink on a Monday. I think you're totally right. Like, because listen, well, listen, look, everyone gets, everyone gets, everyone gets. But you're not wrong, man. So, like for example, like tonight, we both know we have that event, yeah. right? So I knew coming. In, I had a, a podcast this morning. I had Kimmel yesterday. So this morning, I was keeping my head together. When I was leaving today, I go like, I know Bert's gonna drink. Now I got a last second thing saying it was gonna be two bears. I don't know Tom, but I do know you. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if Tom drinks, but I know Bert and I can. Yeah. And this is the beginning of my evening. Well, see, so then so, I got so, that excited. I got that endorphin rush of like, okay, fun. So like, this is how my day worked. I said to myself, I hadn't drank. I've been drinking like 15 days. And I said, but I my favorite thing is a day buzz. I love a day buzz. Too. I love it's the a day best. Buzz. I'm gonna have a cigar outside after this. Fun. I can't fucking yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. Agreed. And I love a day buzz that bleeds into a night buzz. Same. I love to. T I love to let it fall same. out a little bit and oh, then catch it again. Same. I love all of that. That's why. I, that's why I got healthy was so that I could keep he, doing yeah, that. So it doesn't have to stop. And man. so and so today I was working out with Nomi and and I told her I was uh, doing a podcast with you and she said, "Oh, I, I can't wait to hear that." And I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Are you guys going to drink?" And I went, "I don't know, but I'm up for it." And, <laughs> I, and, and there's yeah, very yeah, few yeah. times that I say I'm up for it. Like even and I I'm. Sorry that I'm coming back to this yeah, thing yeah, that please. you brought up, but like, I was on the plane with George and Isla and Leanne the other night. We were yeah. flying from Salt Lake City to L.A. and it was in a snowstorm. It was bad turbulence, yeah, yeah, and I was and I always drink on planes. Yeah, I, I always drink on planes, and I was gonna drink. Isla and Georgia knew I was gonna drink. Leanne knew I was gonna yeah, yeah, drink. Yeah. It was gonna happen, but Georgia had said she wanted a soup, and she was going to college the next day, and I knew. I didn't want to be hungover for her leaving to college. Yeah, agree. I didn't want to, big and, I, and I wanted to be present when we landed so that I could go get the stuff to make her soup for the morning. And so I said, "Okay, am I gonna, am I gonna, am I gonna uh, pay the bill to pay the tax tomorrow 
Or should I just pay the bill and the tax now and sit in this uncomfortable flight and misery? But make sure the other shit works. But know that all the other yeah, shit yeah, works. Yeah, it's, it's, and and I, said to, I had to say to my daughters, and I have to say this out loud because I'd be disingenuous if I yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. I had to say to them, in a car ride from Burbank to our house, I said, I have to, I have to give you guys credit for being as open and honest as you were with me during Fully Loaded and as out of control as I got and all your concerns. I have to be honest that those conversations helped me get to a place where I did not drink on the plane. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah. do it, not for you guys, but for you guys tomorrow. Not to, to yeah, so you yeah, didn't yeah. see me you're, drink, you're right. but so that I could be present tomorrow. And it's like those little conversations. They, I'll tell you, so I'll tell you the weird, the hardest one I have is not alcohol, it's weed. Really? And I don't talk about it a lot. So uh, I like no, alcohol. No, by the way, I don't count weed as a drug. I love weed. Weed is so my favorite. It's now, it is such a sweet it's, lover. It is. It's the it's the best. When you talk about a day buzz with alcohol, it's fun. You know what's better? One hit when you wake up. You know what makes me happy as a human? When I wake up and I go, on Saturday I said I was gonna smoke weed all day. <laughs> now, here's what happened to me. And it's I I haven't fixed it. I'm still in it. So I've been a stoner since I was 14. Yeah. When I first met weed, I think I was 13 years old, at my friend David Shane's basement, who had like a crazy Panamanian mom who partied with us. I would argue basements are the gateway to drugs. Yeah, yeah they're everything. Ba basements yeah. are the gateway to drugs and getting fingered. Exactly, yes. <laughs> no, fingering, Bert. Nobody fingered you, all right? Fingering. fingering. Yeah. No. By the way, the first time I fingered a chick, I just For, put it when in. When was the first time Hold you on. got fingered, been, my you know, king? No, I never been, I've been fingered once. <laughs> who I've been fingered you? a couple times. <laughs> who was I've your been, first fingering? I had an Asian guy one time. He was a doctor. He was a doctor. The the first time I fingered a chick. How's my prostate? Who knows? <laughs> the first time I fingered a chick, I just put it in like I was taking her temperature. <laughs> I just left it there like, hey, is this good for both of us? And then yet last night in the hot tub, I realized how many times I had aggressively fingered a chick, not realizing there's pleasure for her down there. Just I'd be like, wham, wham, wham. I did that, right? We're out. Killed it. Can't wait to tell my friends about this. Killed it. Start up the station wagon, Sal. I got a story for you. God damn it. Uh, weed. So weed. So when I first smoked it, we were listening to Bob Marley smoking a bong. And I remember it was the first moment I'm like, Whatever this is is better than a Heineken, right? This is that shit. It's he's weed is a she, I think, and she yeah, is agreed. so sweet. Alcohol's a he. Alcohol's for sure a he. Weed, a, weed is the love of your life, uh, but they're bad for you. No, nah, not weed. Well, here's what. So at least for me. So here's what happened to me. So I met weed, fell in love. Oh, she's so sweet. So and also gave me everything I needed. Yeah. Also creatively fun also school smoking pot during school and like freshman year of high school fun weed's a good giggler like yeah, a, like as a best friend that giggles at you and goes yes. that but, is crazy but also what i think about weed is i don't view weed as silly i view weed as the friend who goes yeah man but have you ever thought of yeah and you go like i never thought of that thank you for that amazing never perspective in a million years did i ever think of putting swim flippers on a dog <laughs> But, but it like does you're make sense. fucking, How fucking right, fast would my a dog friend. paddle. Yeah. So it's the greatest love of your life. Yeah, and it always has been for me. Yeah. Then I booked a new girl, right, and which was the childhood dream. I was always wanting to be on TV. 
you know, when I, when I grew up and we were watching Cheers or Roseanne and the family all got together, we had one TV and, you know, my mom was manic. So every once in a while she would cut the cord. We watched too much. No TV. Then we'd buy another TV. TV. And then if you can all watch it together and you could be happy and Cheers, we all were happy. I was like, I used to say, like, I want to be in that fucking box, man. Yeah. I'll do anything to be in that box. And then all of a sudden I'm on set and I'm there. It's happening. There's like a real Hollywood studio. I'd look up and I'd be like, weird, man. It looks like beautiful people. That's the other thing that blew me away is like beautiful yeah, yeah. people. I'd see people on TV and then you'd work with them and you'd be like, nice I'm standing next people. to this yeah. person. Yeah, there's nice looking people. Yeah. Okay. And it's all well, like big guest stars. Yeah. The Rob Reiners of the world coming in and you're like, wow, man, Rob Reiner's here. But I had a thing where, because I was still smoking a lot of pot. Max Greenfield was sober. Lamorne was pretty tight. Zoe's pretty tight. These motherfuckers were getting monologues, Bert, and were word perfect. And then I would come in from an improv background, an old fat boy was chubby with his dialogue. <laughs> and they would go like, yeah, it's really funny, Jake. Can you say these lines? And I'd be like, which ones specifically? And they're like, the ones written. <laughs> and I realized like, when I smoke weed, I'm worse at memorizing. I'm not worse as an actor. Yeah. I'm fine in a scene if I'm allowed to put my own spin on it. But if they say, we need a technical actor, turn on this line because the camera's going to move. Oh, yeah. And on this word, you need to be facing here and then say that line and we want to push in on you. So these last three lines, we're going to do a slow push in. But we don't want to cut from here. And I go like, super cool shot. I agree with the shot. And then the night before I'd smoked like a, a huge joint to sleep, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to pull it off, my guy. <laughs> so I had to quit then. Really? And since 2013, I'm in this dance where I'll stop for a while. And going back to longevity, something that's a really embarrassing thing to admit, and I've told my wife this, and she's been like, this is why I hate you. And I think you're a weirdo. <laughs> the only thing I'd be excited about about getting like a sickness yeah. and being like, I'm entering a fight every damn smoking weed. Because once you get sick and you're fighting, yeah. that shit's a medicine now. Now oh. I'm going Rastafarian. This is from the earth. Yeah. Ja gave it to us, right? Oh, buddy. I've I'm eating a, it as oils. I'm eating it as a, cookies. I've had a, a legit, <laughs> like, fucking unhealthy relationship with weed. You have? Oh. When did? When, when I stopped drinking. Oh, yeah. I, was like, I wasn't sober. I was like. I was like Smoking so much. Dude, I, what, for me, I could take two hits, yeah. three hits of a, of. Shout out to uh, Bloom. They make a great vape pen. Sure. Very healthy. And I would take two or three hits, and I, I would feel it kick. Yes. And the feeling of the kick would be <laughs> a sideways sm smile where I go, wait, yeah, we still need keys to start cars? Like, <laughs> like, 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 like just what the, a day. What then, a feeling. But the best part of weed, and I've said this before, but the best part of weed is like you smoke, you're feeling loose. You're having fun. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. giggling. You enjoy root beer. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and you then, enjoy cooking. Yeah. You enjoy cleaning. Oh, cleaning! I clean the garage. I clean by when I dropped off when we flew yeah, in yeah, the other day. Same. I smoked weed to make that soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the so, soup. Is, yeah. By the way, all of a sudden you go turn that up. What is that? The Eagles, dude. No, no music has ever sounded better. Man, blast that shit. <laughs> it's the number one thing on my fucking playlist right now. The Eagles? We just went and saw them live. Oh, the Eagles and are killing. My brother and I went and saw Chicago and Vegas. I landed. I landed. Hold on one second. I landed. I have no fucking glasses in on. I landed. You're going to have to edit this out or do whatever you guys have to do. I landed. I. Everyone goes to sleep. I run to Ralph's. I get all the ingredients to make soup. Fun. I then turn on. 
Yes. You know what the thing about you, Bert, is? And I just I'm getting chill bumps, buddy, I, and I'm getting fucked up tonight. I mean, you know what I just realized about you, man? Which, I like you a lot, man. I like you a lot. I mean, you're a very <laughs> likable guy. I felt it there. I told Gareth after, I'm like, it's the nice, the most likable guy in, in the world. So when I went to the University of Iowa, there was a guy named David Soren who I grew up with. Yeah. And I was not in the fraternity world. So I never did. I've always been independent. It's always been my thing. I've never understood the idea of being in a group. So when I did improv, UCB was around, but I didn't want to be in I didn't want to go to McManus Bar and hang out with them. Yeah. I always like independence. So that's why stand-up never worked. I never understood the idea of being in a group. But my buddy David Soren, who I grew up with, was like, I'm in a fraternity. And he goes, we're doing a thing called rushing. I know you're not going to join. You're a prick. You, you have got your stupid opinions that are wrong. Just come and pretend you are. Nobody believes it. Nobody cares. Yeah. Just party with us. And I remember being like, I love Dave. I grew up with him. He was just the best. And we would go to his, I'll go to his fraternity at University of Iowa. We would get to his room. There'd be some random guy. We would smoke a bong. We would start partying. And then he'd be like, they're getting steaks delivered. And I remember thinking like, this is so fun. Yeah. The thing about you that you have in spades, listening to you, listening to the Eagles, is you're a fucking fun guy, man. And I got to say, I'm not a guy who over compliments. I'm not a kiss ass guy. I'm just not. But I think your gift, my mother growing up used to say we have gifts from God, right? Yeah. And that gave us confidence. So each my brother had a gift from God. My sister had a gift from God. I had a, we all had gifts. Your gift, man, that like, Whatever talent is that matters, you're so likable and fun, Bert. And it's such a great trait. I just, when you were doing that music, I was 20 years old. I had just ripped a bong and it was on top of me. I didn't know the five other guys here. And I thought like, they seem fine, but that's my buddy. And when you were going, I'm like, we're gonna have a hell of a next thing. We're gonna order Papa John's. We're gonna we're gonna let this shit rip. It's gonna be a really fun Wednesday. <laughs> and that's an amazing trait, man. God bless you, bird. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here too. <laughs> we got and I was thinking about this while we were doing this. I'm like, we're just having a great day. It's a chat. It's a Dude, bar chat. And I go, is... there's about 13 people working watching this, being like, when does it end? <laughs> I, by the way, I've, I was going to kill this and pour another one. Here's the deal. We haven't even called Damon Wayans Jr. yet. Let's call Damon. What time, uh, what time do we have? Uh... Oh, really? But we have, do we have a hard out? I don't have a hard out. Oh, good. Will you, do you have a hard out? No. Um, do you want to call Damon? Absolutely not. Yes. Yes. Can we FaceTime him? I'm going to try. Come on, Damon. Answer the phone. Don Henley wrote that song in a car with a drug dealer. Do you think I'll know who I am when I see Yes. I look red. I should get makeup before I start these. <laughs> I'm going to be like, who is this? Well, he's got six kids. He has six yeah. kids? Yeah. They fucking just, pro does the Wayne's family not know how to pull out? <laughs> Did he answer? Not yet. Come on, Damon. I love when I see connecting. Ah, oh, Damon. No. The uh, he'll FaceTime back. That's how FaceTimes work. Once they see you FaceTime. Yeah. Wait, who in my list do you want to FaceTime? Who do we got? I love FaceTiming. I, I FaceTime. I only FaceTime. 
You do? Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Do you cold FaceTime? Yeah, all the I time. got an embarrassing one. Who? So uh, I worked with Olivia Munn on New Girl. She came on. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I almost worked with Olivia Munn once. I, I mean, as good as it gets, really fun, obviously shockingly attractive, uh, really fun to work with. Not, not shockingly attractive. Shock. Amazingly, Amazingly attractive. attractive. In person. So this is a true story. And I can't. If you put me in a corner here, I'm going to seem like a pervo, but I swear to God, I didn't do it. Don't worry, I'll perv you. Keep going. I have butt FaceTimed her twice so. past midnight, Bert. <laughs> Bert, I swear on my life, I didn't do it. But I've seen in the morning where I'm like, Olivia M, FaceTime oh going out. We've never, it's happened twice. <laughs> so that poor girl at about 1245 was like, Fat fucking weirdo. <laughs> what the fuck? And didn't answer twice. And then I had to text and say like, "Sorry." The saving yes. grace of Olivia. Mon not not saving yeah, grace. Yeah, yeah. She's a great talent and whatever. Yes, yes, yes. She has a great talent for real. Yes. But that she fell in love with John Mulaney mm -hmm. makes her, in my opinion, gives I everybody go, a chance. I no, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But not not me. But like I go, she gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets it. Olivia Munn's a killer. The, Don't the saving she... grace about John Mulaney. Saving grace about John Mulaney. Yeah. The reason John Mulaney's sexy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is going back to the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. John Mulaney's sexy because in college all he did was snort coke and listen to Steely Dan. <laughs> is that not the hottest yeah. dude in town? But that no one will get until he's rich and he gets. I fucking love John Mulaney. Yeah, yeah. I love John Mulaney. I love like there's a sexiness to Pete Davidson that I can't describe. But it's I don't have it. I like yeah. the same thing you say about likability. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I'm, I like those guys, so I can't really testify to that. But they have a sexiness, a Harrison Ford about them, right? Where you they're dangerous, but they're still fun to watch. Like I fucking love those dudes. You think of those guys like a Harrison Ford? I, well, in comedy. Oh, in comedy. And not, okay. I can't. I can't like. What like I Bill Burr's got Harrison Ford to him. Uh, Rogan's got a Harrison Ford to no him. Way. Tommy's got a Harrison Ford no to him. Way. In comedy, no. they're dangerous. Okay, well, may, I mean, they're dangerous. Like okay, I'm but, more like a Tom Selleck. Like I like I like yeah. to do the work. I like to show up. But what? Hold on. Hold if you on. tell me not to say something, I probably but hold won't on. Say it. What made Harrison Ford so great as an actor was he was this three dimensional guy who was real, who was hanging out with Chewbacca. Yeah. He was a badass. He could do. You know, Indiana Jones, he was cool, but also funny. Yeah, but but the thing is, they wanted to offer uh, Han Solo to, to Tom Selleck first. Is this true? Yeah. They wanted and? to offer. And then Harrison was doing all the table. I talked. Sorry, Mark. Uh, I don't know if this is common knowledge. <laughs> Please. Mark Hamill told me. Please just they wanted it. to offer it to Harris to Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck was who they wanted for Tom Selleck was going to be Han Solo. Yeah. Don't cut the don't cut this out. <laughs> Self-reliance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're here to help wherever you get podcasts. They wanted Tom Selleck. And so they really and Harrison was just a carpenter and he was doing table reads with everyone as a favor. I used to do uh were you ever in the uh table read circuit? I did. Me too. I did a couple table reads. Me That's too? why I got offered the movie we were telling you about. Fun. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. That's the gag. So, uh, so he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. Couldn't be cooler. Did, just did a bunch of table reads with everyone. Oh, couldn't yeah, I be cool. He table read as Luke Skywalker. Oh. He table read as for fuck's sake. This is um, what I mean. That's cool. Yeah, and and 
and the, and and then after doing all the table reads, they were like, I don't know, there's some. I, there's something I'm about paraphrasing this Mark. I apologize, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I was drunk when you told it. You were not. But you're giving your version. I'm giving my version, and uh, and and they wanted Tom Selleck. He was like fucking gorgeous. Agreed. He's Ma- the guy. Magnum PI was a killer. There's something a little laced up about Tom Selleck. Agreed. And and there's something really unlaced. I I, I don't. I feel weird putting myself in the Tom Selleck group because I do yeah, think, yeah, I obviously, clearly, I talk reckless as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I don't think Tom Selleck would. So we but, used to do a thing with my group of friends where we would always try to compare ourselves to basketball players as we came up as actors. Okay. And oh, they, I love this so much. Okay. Right? But and, I'm never going to be able to say who I am. Why not? Keep, who no, do you think you are? I'm, I'm already going Allen Iverson, but I'm not. Yeah. Because I loved Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah. No, who do you actually, in terms of the NBA, because I got a guy who I see myself as. Who's a guy in the NBA who you would compare? Because we would always do, are you on a 10-day contract? Are you in the league? If you're in the league. Oh, I'm in the who, league. So then who are you in I'm terms in the of league, league, but I'm undervalued. Because people also bullshit and they'll go like this, Michael Jordan. And you go, not your ego, motherfucker. Who are you actually in the game? Who are you in terms of the league? You got real killers, man. And you can go ego crazy. But what's beauty about the game is there's a lot of talent. And call as long Tommy as you're playing, it's great. Let's call Tommy and find out who he is. Because I'm curious now. I think Tom's in Japan. I'd probably be a foreign player. A Keep Serb. going. I'd be a Serb. Keep going. Like Tony Kukos. Like someone who you go. Who, Mine's Andres Nocioni, the old bowl player. For real? Yeah. Undrafted, a little bit older, finds a way to figure out, uh, help the team win. Like I would be probably a Serb who none of the guys were cool with when he got to the team because he got overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> And none of the people yeah, thought yeah, he was yeah. worth Understood. it. But then, like, in the playoffs, they were like, oh, he had he a big really game. Does, he had a couple big games. He really games. does deliver. Yeah, yeah, he had Man, a big he game. fucking rebounds like a <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's really good at. Tom didn't answer. God, fucking FaceTimes are shit today. Um, I would probably be like. Uh, I say Tony Kukos. I think he's probably too good. I'd be. Uh, I'd be Vladi Divac. So if you were a basketball player, Bert, what's your natural position on a team? I'm not. Oh, I can tell you. I'm and what do you do to help the team win? Because I know my, I know what I do, and I know what I am as a baseball player. This is going to sound super ego driven. That's what we're doing, Bert. We're on a podcast talking with fifteen people in the room watching us. If we're in therapy, and I'm talking, I'm being we very are. honest. We are. I am someone who I'm a lineman. I'm like in, in football, I'm a lineman. Mm. Like you don't know that it's important that I played the part. And I think sometimes I deceive you because I talk shit to other players. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I fucking I grandstand. Warren Sapp? No, 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 no. Not defensive lineman. Offense. I'm an offensive lineman. Oh. Yeah. And a guard or a tackle? A guard. I'm a definitely a guard. You're on the inside. Yeah, no I'm on credit. The inside, no credit. And but but I do think there are people that value what I do when they see me push. I don't see you as a guard. Really? No. And I'll tell you why. And I, I don't mean this as a bad thing. I think your gag, which is fun to watch, is that it's big and it's showy and that it's in your face. Yeah. I like the ripping off the shirt. I like, so here's a funny story. This is real. So we did your podcast, uh, uh, the Something's Burning. Yeah. A couple days later, I had a, Q&A at a college where they were paying me a nice chip to go talk to some college students up in uh, somewhere. I can't even remember right now, which yeah. is embarrassing. 
Uh, but it was a nice chunk of change. And a buddy of mine who says, I'll drive you up. I was like, I'll give you a few hundred bucks. Let's make a day of it. We went up there, got Mexican food. Then I'm going on stage. My thought beforehand, because his name is Brian Farrell, my buddy. Yeah. He's a fan of yours. And so he's like. Shout out to Brian Farrell. Shout out to uh, Beans Farrell, uh, South Pasadena series. So we thought, let's do, we were beforehand, we were like, we had one too many, I had one too many margaritas at the thing. And we're like, we got an hour. And then as a joke, we were doing bits. And he's like, so how do you do these? Well, I'm not a stand-up. So I'm, an, I'm an actor, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. I'm a podcaster, whatever that means. So I'm going to go sit down, and whatever the host does, I'm going to follow their lead. We're going to do the hour, and I'm going to hope to entertain. But it was a huge, it was a packed theater. You know, there was two levels. Yeah. And then as a joke, we said, like, what would Bert do? And I said, I might rip my goddamn shirt off. And we laughed. And I didn't have the guts to rip my shirt off, but I came out there and did the huge energy from the start. Yeah. And it helped. Dude, it's and the audience felt, and I was going like, come on! And then at one point, the guy was talking, and he's like, you and Zoe have a classic kiss, and I thought of you. And I was like, yeah, we do. And he's like, can you tell us about that? Well, I didn't have a funny story. The story is we kissed on set. And Zoe's Tongue? a... No, 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 with Zoe. No, she's a pro's pro. But what Zoe did, and this is the real story, and this is Tell why. Zoe, Zoe, don't work with me. I'm going for tongue. She'd pass. Oh, well, you'll find out the hard way that I don't. <laughs> Congratulations. I'd be like, that was awkward. Where Pat. was your tongue? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, in my mouth, and my lips were blocking your Wait, gross is she tongue. married to one of the property brothers? Jonathan, yeah. I'm sorry. By the way, <laughs> as sweet as it gets. Yeah, no, I met her. I've, she's a very sweet person. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I said um, that. But so the story is in real life, she said, you know, kiss me hard. And I went But what I liked about it, because I went like, you know, we were co stars, we we're buddies. Yeah. So she's like, don't be a fucking sissy. Grab me and kiss me. So I did, and the scene be played big. Yeah. Right? So that's the story. That's a fine story. People would go like this. I was thinking of you, and the guy goes, what's the story? And I go, you want to see? And I kissed a dude on stage, and the crowd went nuts. So what I like about you, and the reason when I say I like it, it's not bullshit for me. I've given you a lot of thought. It was just like, well, that's big energy. That's not a guard to me. That's a wide receiver. That's a, a athletic tight end. That's okay. a defensive end. Okay, maybe I'm a tight end because I don't mind going over the middle. Yes, and you don't, I don't mind, go in my, over the you don't and, mind and extending score, myself. You don't mind scoring some touchdowns. You have a funny dance. Can I immediately? You might do commentary on Sundays when you retire. Immediately, I talked to an actor one time about kissing a a, a very famous person, and he said what you said. Yeah. It's I think that's what you're supposed to say in the in, in the business. Is uh, yeah, I'd be Rob Gronkowski. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely Rob By Gronkowski. The way, I was going there, but I didn't want to say it. You would for sure be. <laughs> Now then, who's your Tom Brady? It's Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's a, been my Tom Brady the whole time. I fucking lean on a, him. That's and a he's younger than me. But that's a beautiful thing, man. Dude, I'll take Tommy as my Tom Brady all day. But that long. makes sense. Like, because you as a Rob uh, Gronkowski, I'm like, that. you can block. Yeah. You can make some big catches, man. I do. I do make big catches. But ultimately, <laughs> don't have me host New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> or have you host New Year's Eve? The as soon as you said that, <laughs> I overshare, and they asked me what it was like kissing. Because I talked to actors about kissing, yeah, 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 and everyone gave me your answer, and I was like, that can't be real because yeah. you're kissing. The you great know? actor David Walton, who uh, was on New Girl, uh, I love the guy. He played a doctor, somebody, but he's the best. He gave me a great quote, and he says before a scene starts, uh, "I'm sorry if I do, and I'm sorry if I don't." 
Damon Wayne's Jr. Damon Wayne's Jr. What's up, sir? Uh, it's Burt <laughs> Kreischer. Nigga, I know. <laughs> hey, man, I hate to. Are you with? Are you by yourself or with your family? I'm solo. What's up? Okay, I'm sitting with your buddy. Oh, hi, Damon. Hi. <laughs> hi, Damon. Hey, so first of all, I don't know if you remember me accosting you at at uh, at Jack Junior's Club when I told you fucking Let's Be Cops is one of my favorite movies ever. No, I don't remember. It was was before I was famous. The, uh, (laughs) hey man, we have a question and I'm drunk. Not we, you. I have a question. (laughs) So when British actors, black British actors come over and play uh, black Americans and they do a black American accent, does it bother you a little bit? Me, personally, no. Okay. Oh, that's I I think I can pull it off. If they can pull it off, what about the ones that can't pull it off? Like the ones that like all sound like Denzel Washington. Have you ever had a British yeah. actor come up to you and run his lines to you as a black guy to you? <laughs> <laughs> Would you find it offensive if a black guy came up to you from Britain? He's like, oh, it's such a pleasure working with you. So let me ask you a question. It's birthday and not birthday, correct? <laughs> it's Rock Wilder, right? <laughs> dude, dude, I am such a fucking fan. I'm such a fan of yours, but I have to say, your whole fucking lineage, everyone is a fu- I'm like... Listening to your dad, it, it, honestly, is like my, he's my fucking goat. Hey, uh, hey, real quick, and we can edit this out. What did you think about the Cal Williams interview? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Let it rip, David. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, I mean, I thought that was like his, his uh, most recent special. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his last one, he shouldn't have talked about Jacksonville for 15 minutes and talked about Kevin Hart. Oh, <laughs> uh, we lost him. Yeah, there he is. Hey, buddy, please open in, but I'd love to have you on my podcast, have you on Two Bears. You are fucking awesome. I, I would, I, you, I'm a fan, man. Oh, hell yeah. I do it with Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. We'll have you and Jake do Anytime. Two bears. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> we'll have you guys come on. We'll have you come on Birdcast. We'll do we'll have a drink and podcast. I love it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> By the way, I love the interior of his car. For sure. He's Fancy. cutting in and out. Fancy. Hey. Let's see if we get him before he disconnects. All right. Hey, Bye. thank you very much, man. Oh, that's beautiful. Hell yeah. Um yeah, I will say about Damon, uh, so we did Let's Be Cops together. So good. And such, good. such a good premise. For everyone really fun that doesn't pro, know, yeah. I have to say, let me pitch it. Uh, two dudes who are losers in life have to figure out a Halloween costume. And they're like, and, and I think you roll in and you go, let's be cops. Yes. And, we and you guys dress as cops. And then you find out how much fun it is to be dressed as cops. Yes. And it happens. And, and we be such we, a fucking great so premise. So Damon as a dude, uh, as fun to work with, as funny I'm as it gets. I'm blown away that he knows who I am. 
Like, really? if you understand, his dad's like, yeah, killers, his dad's killers. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad, yeah. When his dad talked about him and yeah. his family, that was like a a way I saw life different. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, you don't have I to agree. just talk about the edgy shit. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, talk yeah. about your life. I agree. So, in, a funny thing about him though is when uh, my wife was pregnant, we were doing Let's Be Cops. And I said, he's like, you're so tight, you're nervous. And he had kids already. And he said, no matter what you do, your kids are going to hate you for something. And then he said, second, don't use your kids for material. And I said, why? And he goes, my dad told a story, and he he told this on our podcast because Damon's come on. And he said, he told a story about how I used to pretend it like I used to masturbate all the time. (laughs) But pretend to like be like, hey, I'm gonna go eat some spaghetti and go in my room and masturbate. And he goes, and it was a good joke my dad made. And he goes, until I was at school and I was hitting on some girl, and she goes, but are you the spaghetti guy? And I was like, oh, oh. oh I wish we could put that toothpaste back in the tube. Yes, I have done my whole life on my children. Yeah. My whole, I just the other day realized. Oh, I've shared everything in their life that they've ever thought, everything that was silly, but they've made me a lot of money. Hey, guys, great podcast. Uh, <laughs> You've made <laughs> them a lot of I've money. I've made them. Look, they can go to college, and they're probably going to be fine. <laughs> Buddy, I fucking love you. I feel the same way, I Bert. fucking love you. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad to become friends with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, back at I, my, you. I will Truly. tell you, I'll give you an insight to how tonight will work. Please. I'll probably be a little drunk and jealous that you're talking to other people. Because that's how I work. Tommy knows that. Tommy knows that. Tommy knows me. So you know what I would like you to do? What's that? Because you said earlier, I'm not going to make the night about me, right? Yeah. What I said earlier is I like to be a number two. So what I would love you to do is turn this into the Burt Show. I uh, truly mean it. Shirt's coming off. I, I would appreciate. I'm going to shower. I'm going to tell you how I do things as when it's mine. And it's not fun. I'm a homebody. So I'll go, I'll say my head, I'm going to do the press, I'm going to try to give and take photos, I got a bunch of different friends coming, yeah. we're going to do the thing. Who's, who's coming, anyone famous? I mean, Anna will be there, I think Sandberg will be there, the yeah. movie people will be there. By the way, I'm a, we found this out, yeah. I'm actually a huge Andy Sandberg fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't watch Reno 911. Yeah. Was he on Reno 911? Or 911, whatever. Brooklyn 911. But... What I would like you to do is turn it into the Burt Show, and I mean that sincerely. If okay. you come in, so everybody I've told, I, want, I go, I I go if you're going to smoke weed, smoke weed inside. So I had a big thing where oh, Hulu came to me and that. said this. They said, we would like to do a big premiere, and then we'd like to do a party. So I've been in this game now for 10 years. Those premieres are industry premieres. Yeah. And you now know this because you've done it. It sucks. And the audience is the audience of business. Then the party is close to the theater. So it's the wrong venue. So where I said it, I go, fuck the premiere. Send everybody a link. Yeah. I go, Every, this is a Hulu movie. Everyone's watching at home. I go, you know where I want the party? The bar where the movie takes place. So you know where we go no, to? No, shut the that's fuck up. That's where we're doing. Shut the fuck yes. up. So, I, all I thought about watching the movie is I want to go to that bar. That's where you're going tonight. And I go, you know what I want? A mariachi band. So I go, all the money you would have spent, turn it into a fucking party. Have the press walking around. Buddy. I go, small red carpet, but I go, if people are going to come out on whatever night tonight, it's a Tuesday, I go, allow them to fucking party. I go, don't put it in some bad place near a theater downtown. All right, real quick. We're let's, at La Cita tonight. Let's, let's, oh, I'm so fucking excited for this. Let's put some frame of reference on how tonight's going to work. So okay. we, Andy Sandberg, uh, I'm good with him. 
Kendrick with him. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar? No. Oh, no. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Kendrick, uh, I'm going to need you to, like, before I meet her, yeah. just give her some groundwork just so that I don't freak her out. I might freak her out. She knows you. I might freak her out. Uh, Who else? Honestly, I don't know. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Old guy? Chris Lloyd? No. Chris Lloyd's going to be there? I don't know. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't. I mean, Is but he, when you say yeah, old yeah, no, guy, no, no, the old guy you hung out with in the movie. Oh, Biff. Yeah. Oh, for sure, okay, Biff's okay, coming. Okay, okay, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, sisters. Eduardo Franco's going to be there. Sisters. Of course, they're going to be there. Uh, Ninja. Eduardo Franco's going to be there. Ninja. Yeah, Eduardo's going to be that, there. Is that his name, Eduardo? Franco? Eduardo Franco okay. from Stranger Things. Mary Holland, Emily Hampshire. The the cast is all going to be there. okay. Good. I'm not positive about Chris Lloyd. Um, he, he's. I get, it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. I um, get it. But then we're gonna ha- we're gonna have some randoms. It'll be fun. Okay. So uh, I'm bad with names. Also, who cares? So, but no. But you just if 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 there's no, someone. No, because I am too, Bert. And okay. I okay. get and I get in bad moments. So I've forgotten cousins' names. I might I might have to bring like Peter. I might have to bring Victoria so she can point people out. You know what I would really like you to do what? tonight, Bert? Cotty would be fucking amazing. <gasps> oh you... my god, my sister Cotty. Can I get a plus and three? A plus two? Cotty would be fucking amazing. I think Cotty represents the movie. Hold on. Uh, Damon wrote back, uh, running lines with a black British guy doing an American accent is funny as hell. I'm in a bad area, but definitely down to do a show whenever. I'll, I'll I, I'm the only this. one that dies on this hill. Yeah. And I have, I've, done, I've died on this hill before. But I, I, just, I just, as a dude, I, I, just, I just find it to be weird. Like when you hear British guys do white accents back to you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, You're, it's kind of fucking yes. rude. Yeah. Like when they go, oh, I'd like a cheeseburger. And you're like, uh, that's not <laughs> how we Here's what I'll sound. say about that guy, Daniel. So in terms Daniel of Sloss? Daniel uh, Kalua? Daniel From Get Up. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic, so I don't, I don't confidently say last names. How hard is it to be African and dyslexic? I'm not African. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest Christine's ever laughed. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I didn't work with him. So when we do Spider-Verse, we're not together. He was in Get Out. Yes, but we just met at a Q&A the other night. Yeah. So I reach out to him after the thing and talk about the screening and to give that dude credit. We don't know each other. We yeah. met one night. We were yeah. in a one restaurant talking. Yeah. Me, him, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Chris Miller, Phil Lord, we're all talking. Jason Schwartzman, the dude from the thing? Rushmore? Yeah. Oh, the best. Dude, you Shut should have up. Schwartzman on. Schwartzman. Oh, I love. So Is he like a fun dude? See, those guys, really get quick, the Holly, they get the Hollywood landscape. Jason Schwarzman's a killer. So, okay. so I got a quick story for you. Okay. So I get a call about doing a short film in Iceland about two astronauts, uh, about really based off NASA used to use Iceland to test the moon. So I go, it's some Norwegian production company. There's no money, but it's four days in Iceland. And I'm like, huh? And they go, your co-star is Jason Schwarzman. I've never met him. I'm in. Well, that's what I was kind of, I was nervous. And I was like, I hope he's fucking cool because I'm in because I'm a fan. We get on the plane. I get on the airport. I get on the plane. I see him. We just wave casually, but not saying, I'm like, fuck, I was hoping we were going to like drink and party. We didn't. Yeah. I'm looking over at him. He's reading a lot. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. He reads. Yeah, yeah. We get off the plane. I'm like, fuck, I'm in Iceland, you know, yeah. by myself. <laughs> we connect. And I go like, hey, man, I'm really excited to work with you. I'm a big fan. He's like, me too. I'm excited. And I go, 
I would like to partner up and just have a buddy thing. And he's like, 100%. Dude, Bert, we turned it into a honeymoon. We would make lists of what he wanted to do. I'm like, I'm really into architecture. He's like, I got to say, you're not going to like it. I'm a little into shopping. And I was like, honey, whatever you want. He's into shopping? Yes, we filled our days. We would go to adventures. And I was like, when we left, I was like, I'm a little in love with Jason. I love that you're putting a face on people I thought were just entities. He's the sweetest. Oh, I fucking love Jason Schwartzman now. I love shopping. Do you know who he'd love? Who? Tom Segura. He's a shopper. (laughs) Shoppers are hilarious. Secret time. Keep this in the podcast. Tom Segura goes to Aspen and doesn't ski. He just shops? He just shops. What are you? talking about he just shops i can't wrap my head around he shopping shops so much that he outgrows shopped clothes <laughs> and has to give them away to his pores he is a shopping that's all he he's does. addicted to shopping dude he loves shopping he, loves, <laughs> he buys you stuff he shopped for that he doesn't use he is such a shopper that is like gross oh it is i'm i'm a i'm a yeah, i'm so, not an architecture yeah, dude yeah. i'm not a library guy yeah, but yeah. like but so so mine would be we'd walk up and down the streets yeah we'd check stuff out and then he would be like now we're gonna look at some knickknacks. I had a funny. I wonder if I'd want to shop for the things he wanted to shop for. I want to. Yeah. I want to shop at sneakers and Rolexes. No. Fuck. He likes like everything. He just likes approaching stores and shopping. Buddy. I gotta say though, as lovely and I use that term, and that's the right term. Yeah. As lovely as the guys it gets. Where I'm like, I left that and I got home and I said to my wife, she's like, "How was it?" The problem with the the short for me was. I'm 5'10 and a half. They made an astronaut suit that was 5'10. So the problem was it's a little small. So, the whole so it's pushing there. fucking down yeah. and it's hurting the shoulders. And you don't want to be that asshole who's like, I know you spent all the money on this, but it doesn't fit my body. So I'm trying to have a good attitude, but I'm like, you're tearing apart my um, shoulders. That's why they lose me. Boy, they that's lost where me. they lose but me. But what are you going to do? You're there. And the director oh, you was sweet. I was temper tantrums the entire time and talked to your producer. That's what I do. That's what they did when they put blood on me. I just had meltdowns to kale independently. And I was like, uh, I have tactile issues. How are you going to put this on me before lunch? I can't eat lunch. So was a I, fucking nightmare. I'm, a, I'm an unfortunate, whatever needs to happen, happens. I can dissociate I I and go. It's not great. But the problem is, is like my shoulder was fucked up. I was getting oh, yeah. like, it sucked. And then I would be in, a, I would start getting in a headspace that wasn't great. And I would look over at Jason and he'd be like, and I'm like, you are the light of Iceland. And to this day, we saw each other the other night. I'm like, we did this thing. And every time I see him, I'm like, he's one of those guys, you know, when you go to those events, you each have your own car. Yeah. He just jumps in my car. Where I'm like, thanks I for jumping that. in. Because by the way, car. I love that guy because thanks. So like if you and I are doing a thing, we can say hi. Let's just jump in the same car. I'd rather talk to you than be oh, alone. Yeah. I'd rather sit in the car with so you. So he just comes in with me and then he's like, we don't need the other one. And I'm like. Thank you for being that guy. I, I wish I was cool person. enough to be See, that guy. Hollywood, represent that person. That makes a fucking... He's the best. The guy that you fucking assume is this high bar celebrity that no one can the touch. The best. Just relatable. The best. I'm too relatable. <laughs> Buddy, your movie is awesome. Thanks, man. I hope everyone watches it on Hulu. It is fucking awesome. I'm Thanks, so man. excited for the party tonight. I really am. I really am. But more, ex- more than that, I, uh, I really value... The connection we've had. I'm <laughs> yeah, being serious. Same, same, man. It means a lot to me. Same, and me it too. means a lot, and I can tell it because, you know, we were a big fan of the Minx. Yeah. W- me and my, my wife watched cool. the whole thing. 
and we reached out to you and the woman who played Jess Lowe. Jess Lowe. Yes, who Leanne I love. Had Jess Lowe on the podcast. Oh, you did? Well, I, Leanne did. Leanne had Jess Lowe oh, on the Jess podcast. Oh, Jess is a killer. And they said we might be able to get Jake. And I said I might geek out in front of him because I love that. I love that show so oh, much. Oh, thanks. I loved it too. And the fact, and then this is, I don't know if you'll still relate to this, but the fact that you came into this house tonight, today, and I didn't, and that I, I saw you as a person is like, I know that sounds crazy to yeah, say, but like means you. a lot. Is that because I am impressed by shit I see? Yeah, like I don't know if I'll ever see TC and not see him as a fucking TC. Yeah, totally right. But like, it means a lot to me. And thank you for inviting us to tonight to your thanks for coming. Party bro. And, it means and, a lot. And uh, and and let's get a work. Out, let's get a workout. Let's in. do another workout. I'm into it. I'm, let's do it. And everyone needs to check out your podcast with Gareth Reynolds. Yes. Who I will say, I have to say this. Gareth yes. Reynolds is. Hands down, and everyone on my yeah. tour bus knows this, the funniest yeah, human yeah, yeah. in the world. He's as fast as it gets. And your podcast is- We're here to help. Is We're here to help. They take in calls. It, yeah. I was on, I've been on it. You've got yeah. Damon Wayne's Jr. Everybody, on it. Yeah, anybody who we know comes on. And I say we do a birdcast with Damon Wayne's Jr. and get fucking- By the way, I'm in. By the way, he I love him. Yeah. He's really hard to get to socialize. Really? I would love to drink with Damon. Uh, but if we do it, I need you to pressure him to drink. Because huh. what he'll do is he'll be cool and he'll be like, no, 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 no. Because he's always like oh, working no, no, on a no, six no. pack. Well, if you bully we'll him. Do, first thing we'll do is we'll get a car service to take him here. Yes, agreed. And that's how it's I would love to do a podcast with you, me, and Damon. Uh, I, he and I text every day. My kids and his kids. His, so he and I have a thing where we're always, uh, our stupid bit is we're in love with each other. Yeah. So anything that happens, we're going to leave our wives for one another. Oh. And then now that we have a bunch of kids, we've changed it. So now my kids will write to him. They'll do videos where they'll be like, leave my daddy alone. And then his kids will be like, Jake, my daddy doesn't love you. He loves my wife. And then we refer to our wives as the tunas. And so now the, the wives get involved and be like, stop texting my husband. So we have this big thing. We don't sit and have drinks together. The idea of doing it with you and Damon would be a perfect Done. night. Christine, will you make that happen? Hey, congratulations, Thanks, buddy. buddy. Appreciate you. See you tonight. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.